Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call in the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is uh, June 11th, 2017, and uh, we're just going to have, you know, uh, Michael Joseph on as well as myself and anyone else that would like to come in and share. Uh, welcome, everyone. Welcome, MJ. Hey, Jim. How you doing this evening? I'm doing all right. And Matt, uh, Truth Bug, and the rest of you, uh, blessings and salutations be unto you. Yeah, I was surprised why Wolf didn't come in. I guess he's still going through that, what he's been going through the past month. Yeah, I reached out. Well, he sent an email out today, and uh, he um, was saying he was still, you know, experiencing that funk. So, you know. Yeah, so it's pretty bad. Oh yeah, it's it's getting to a lot of people. I don't know what they're doing with the chemtrails or whatever, but man, there's something definitely going on. My wife had it for over six weeks. I mean, she's over it now, but my God. Wow. Well, well, just douse yourself with uh, plenty of thieves oil, you know, um, cinnamon, clove. Eucalyptus, rosemary, and uh, lemon, and um, you know it, it generally keeps you healthy. You know. Yes, sir. I mean, uh, she took that samba call, that black elderberry, you know, for yeah. the call, and that helped her. And <coughs> sorry about that. And yeah. um, you know, the water with lemon, and because um, she was the but she had to go to get a checkup, you know, and find out why. I mean, because it was so bad, she'd cough every two seconds. She couldn't even get no sleep, you know, maybe oh, wow. two, or three, two or three minutes here. Or I think the longest she had was like maybe 30 minutes and she'd get back up. I mean, it was really taking a, really taking a toll on her. Yeah, the problem is when you lean back and all of a sudden you get that post-nasal trip, you can't go to sleep. Just wake up choking, you know. Oh yes, sir. And uh, and have you noticed how it's become real thick? When it was never like that before, it's like a real like a paste almost. Huh. So it must be something that they're putting in the air, you know, those chemtrails or something. Because, I mean, it's just it's just wreaking havoc on a lot of people across America. I mean, up here and. White Wolf and uh, I, I believe uh, Truth Bug said that some people that she knows is going through it. I mean, it's all over. Wow. But uh, well, 
I try to keep my head low, man. You know, I mean, I I interface the public um, through media. You know, I I have a pretty big reach through um, through the telephone and through my email. You know, but I got to be honest with you, man. I'm not really interested in getting out there and you know bumping shoulders with the general public. That's just not my my style. You know. No, I understand that. I mean, people. I mean, they come and uh, seek you out. I mean, you know, that's what they do me. I mean, I don't, I mean, I associate with people. They come up and this and that. I'll do what I can. I'll talk with them, do what I can. But mm-hmm. um, they'll come and look look me up and say, well, you know, ask me about this and that and other things. You know? Yeah. And it's just like, and I do what I can to help them. A lot of them has been asking about, you know, Things that you know with their health, and like I told this one gentleman about the, you know the, what is it, uh, sodium bicarbonate, which is uh, Arm and Hammer baking soda. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I told him he can you know take that for certain things, and this one gentleman had uh, what is it? Uh, he was on dialysis and things. Oh wow. And with the conversation with White Wolf in the past, like he said, that that'll that will help him out a lot, you know, because that's basically what they're giving them when they do the transfusions. They give them sodium bicarbonate. Why let them charge you fifty thousand dollars or whatever they charge when you can take it yourself and kind of nip it in the bud yourself? Well, I don't know about dialysis, but I'll tell you this: you know, coffee is um, generally speaking, when you drink coffee, it creates an acidic condition in your body, and it can. And uh, one thing a lady taught me a while back was to take a, um, you know, when you make your coffee, just take a little um, pinch of, you'll have to, you know, experiment until you find, you know, what works for you, depending on how much coffee you like to drink. But, Mm. but, um, sodium bicarbonate, you know, baking soda in your coffee, and it, it will neutralize the acidity. And then what you can do, instead of putting uh, cream, uh, like heavy whipping cream or milk, which has been pasteurized, you mm-hmm. can go with um, uh, coconut oil. Get you a teaspoon of coconut oil, and you'd be surprised how that coconut oil will flavor up that coffee. Oh, yes, sir. Yes. It's so good for you. Coconut oil is so good for you, you know. Yes, sir. I have a a big jar of it in there, uh, and uh, but I didn't think about doing that because I do put cream in my coffee, and that I will I will take your advice and do that. I mean, I use it in there anyway, but uh, maybe I'll just skip the cream and just give it a shot one day. See how you like it. And you know what else you might try too in your coffee is a little olive oil. Olive oil is really good too. Mix it. Try a blend. Try a little olive oil and coconut oil. Just whatever you like. But it really does um, make the coffee taste good. And it's, both of those oils are really good for you, you know. Yes, sir. Well, I will do that. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little um, things like that, right? Well, yes, sir. I mean, hey, that's a blessing. I mean, I use a coconut oil, but I never thought to leave the cream out and just, you know, do it that way because, too much of something sometimes ain't always good. <laughs> That's right. 
Well, you know, um, I had a friend of mine. He's he's 84 now, and he um he when he was in his 70s, he um Alzheimer's came on real bad, and it put him in the uh, bed, and he literally um, he had reverted back to a point where he was like a little child, and he couldn't even get out of the bed. And his wife started feeding him, you know, coconut oil, and she just religiously fed him coconut oil. And, yeah. you know, he got up out of that bed and became a fully functional adult again. And uh, he's got him a little um, Lexus, uh, no, excuse me, a Mercedes-Benz. He drives that thing. It's unbelievable. Guy's 84 years old. He drives at 100 miles an hour and he's going down the road. <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> he scares the crap out of everybody else on the road. I asked him one day, I said, man, you know, why do you want to drive so fast? He said, well, when you're out front, you know, it's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, you know, ain't no such thing as out front around here. I mean, you know, remember he told me he was out in the, he was two counties away a while back, and he called me up. He said, I'll be there in 30 minutes. I said, listen, I want to get the man's name on, on, a, on a public line like this, but I said, listen, you're an hour and a half from here. No way you get here in 30 minutes. I swear he was to the, I mean, he pulled up 30 minutes later. I said, man, you drive like a maniac. Oh, my goodness. 84 years old, you know. No, but I understand it, but that shows you one thing. He's full of life. I mean, the small oh, things yeah. like that. <laughs> and these doctors are telling people that Alzheimer's is incurable. And you can take a thing like the coconut oil, and if you take it and... Yeah, I mean, put it in your food, your coffee, your everything, even your your cereal, and just if you just take it like you said, religiously, so to speak, you yeah. know, make it a habit. In other words, that right. you, uh, I mean, and then you don't have to end up with that. You, we don't have to accept what them doctors tell us. I mean, no. you know, we're we're part of that Creator, and He says He made everything good, good, and very good. And they're telling me that somebody losing their memory is good? I don't think so. <laughs> well, I mean, the other thing, too, um, I think, let's see, how, let's see if I can pronounce it right. It's Kokorum. Hey, be quiet. I got a, I got a one-year-old uh, golden doodle over here. He doesn't like it when I, you know. But uh, he, um, he uh, Kokorum, which is, in, in, which is found in the skin of um, turmeric. Okay, so mm-hmm. you know what turmeric root is, right? Well, this cocorum is really turmeric. By the way, is fantastic for you, and cocorum is is in the skin of it. And if you add in black pepper with that uh, mix, you know, just take your turmeric root and just grind it up and add black pepper. Something about the black pepper increases the potency of the of the whole mix. It releases and, all the enzymes and the the what do you call it? The natural. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Wow. Yes. Thank so, you. So it's like uh, you know, and and turmeric is like, uh, I mean, it is just top of the heap. If you you take turmeric and mix it, you know, it, and make you a blend of turmeric with some um, coconut oil. I mean, you're talking high grade. So what I generally do is I go out and I buy 100% pure turmeric oil. And I take a drop or two and rub it on my stomach, and I take a, or I'll rub a, a drop. I'll take one drop. Here's here's the key. Frankincense is what's called the gatekeeper oil. 
Mm-hmm. And frankincense, if you want an oil to get in your body, uh, put frankincense on your body first. And yes. then um, so if you, you want it, and then your feet have the most pores of anywhere else on your body. So, you, you know, if you want it to get in your body and you don't want to take it, you know, internally, rub it on your feet. But first, rub frankincense on your feet and then put like a drop of turmeric on there or whatever or other oils you want to put on. And yeah. um, but man, that tumericle is some man. That's some it's something else, man. I mean, I I put that tumericle oil on, and I'm telling you, it's just like I can feel my brain just, uh, you know, it's like whoa, you know. <laughs> it's like, hey, where have you been all my life? <laughs> yeah, it's like you become like hyper. Like for me, I I, I um um I eat something called gangala um ginger. Uh, Gangala yeah. ginger, ginger by itself, raw ginger is just so. That's another one that's just really, really good for you, ginger. But there's okay, a particular what, ginger. What, I mean, I bought some ginger. What, I mean, what uses can you use that for? In what type of foods and different things? Because I mean, I wasn't too familiar with the ginger aspect of it, but I well, I got to bought some today. After. Okay, I've gotten used to eating it raw. I'll just, I, I will literally, I'll just crack off a root, I'll wash it, and I'll eat the whole thing raw. I mean, it's hot. If you if you don't like hot stuff, then, you know, that can be a problem. But I use it in teas. I use, when I make my own tea, I'll I'll, um, I'll use it in, you know, tea. But lots of times people will use it in, um, like, a stir-fry, you know, type of situation. But I don't like to heat it because... Um, because once you heat food to a certain um, temperature, you lose its you lose a lot of its um, healing medicinal values. You know, yeah, no, the potency of it. I got you. Now, uh, you can put it in tea. Do you have to grind it up real good, or just uh, just no, slice it? No, what I generally do is I'll slice it. I'll slice it real thin, and then I'll take it and I'll get some you know hot water going and uh, whatever kind of tea. If I want to make like a mint tea or something. I'll put my yeah. mint in there and let it soak, and then I'll take those real thin slices of ginger and let them soak in that hot water, and it just releases those uh, oils in there, and it's just you know real flavorful, you know. And you know, well, if you ever get to a situation like your wife, you were saying, you know, when you get yeah. kind of stopped up or whatever, like here's something that'll literally blow your entire inside. Like if you you know how your nasal your nasal and all that gets all stopped up, take a. Um, yeah. Get some water and take it. Bring it to like a steam on the stove. You don't have to bring it to a full full boil, but just a steam. And take a hundred percent pure peppermint oil and drop two, uh, one or two drops of that peppermint oil in that in that steaming water. And take your eyes and your face and uh, hold your eyes open with your fingers and put your face as close as you can get it above that steam path. You don't have to put it right over the pot, but just as long as the steam is coming up and hitting your face, right? You know, yes. I, I generally, I'll get about two foot away so I don't burn my face, right? But okay. let me tell you something. Every pore in your face and inside of your sinus cavity will open up immediately. It's just like, wow. it's just really an amazing uh, home remedy for that, you know? Well, thank you for that, brother. I mean, I didn't know that either. I mean, see... That, that's why this call is so important. I mean, because things like this will help us, and we, you know, it, it stops that dependency on people running to the doctors and stuff. I don't believe in the doctors like that. I mean, well, here's the thing. I want to know. 
you know, you think about it, everything for me, I, I couch in the um, the construct of trust. Now, I'm the manager. I'm the one giving the orders. I'm in charge, and perhaps I might repose a trust or a confidence in another to do something for me. But in the end, I've still got the power of management. So it's still, you know, this body was given to me, this shell in which I, I reside in. I'm the manager in here, you know, and so... You know, if I allow somebody else to work on this body, that's because I trusted them. I placed, I reposed the confidence in them. Well, I got to be honest with you, I don't have that much of a confidence in them these days. You know, so uh, you know, my dad, you know, he's an MD and he graduated number one in his class in Chapel Hill in, in, as a, a general practitioner doctor. He practiced for 30-plus years. He told me the other day, he said, Mike, you have to be nuts to go see some of these doctors today. They'll, they'll kill you. Oh, yes, sir, and they will. So, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, I got a, my engineering partner. His, um, his mom and dad went to the, doc, to, the, um, to the emergency room, and both of them died in the emergency room. One of my partners here on, a, um, on this uh, education business we got, his mom went to the emergency room on a regular routine thing, and the nurse flooded him with liquids, and a week, about a week and a half later, she was dead, you know. Oh, my goodness. I know what you're talking about. One day I was in an elevator at the hospital, and these two interns come walking in, real young guys. They're doing the residency or whatever they call it. And mm-hmm. uh, yes. they were talking, and the guy said, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and start my own practice doing this and this and then the guy said you can't do that we're resident doctors he says yeah we can we can do this and that and i thought man i don't want that guy i don't want to go see him well you know it's funny because a while back the last doctor i went to see um general practitioner doctor young guy and he was when he was uh he just started up his practice in, in what we might call family medicine family practice you know and, you know, he's the doctor that's right around the corner that you can go to for, you know, your physicals and things like that, right? Yes. So I go to him, and I'm having, like, this problem with the lymph node in my throat. It keeps getting um, swollen. And um, and and so, anyway, he um, it was funny because the guy actually talked to me for, like, 30 minutes, which most doctors don't do. I could tell he was brand new, right? So he talked to me for like 30 minutes over something that had nothing to do with doctoring. And then he he says, okay, let's see what you got here. And he literally leaps from his feet. He says, I know what you got. And he runs down the hall, gets his big doctor book, he brings it back to him. He says, this is what you got right here. Oh, <laughs> my God. I was like, man, I mean, you're all right. You're all right, man. At least you had to, you know, you're not all upset about it, you know. So, uh I said, yeah, I'm going to give you my business. Well, that's the last one I went to. I never went, I haven't been back uh, yet. So. Oh, my uh, goodness. Uh, man, oh, a, he cracked me up, man. That guy cracked me up. He he was, uh, you could tell he was brand new, you know, but uh, but the fact that he didn't have any, um, he, he was without guile, and he didn't have, like, a lot of pride that a lot of them get, you know, because they make so much money, you know. Yes, sir. I mean, uh, a couple of weeks back, I was talking with some people, and, you know, even uh, one, I don't know if you know who Ant is. He's from Australia. Mm, and, yeah, I, I, I don't, but go ahead. 
and he we were talking about you know Lothar Shalmafus, and uh, you know he says you know he want to know where he can get it, and uh, I went back to the where they had it, some of the stuff on the website that someone had put up there. Lo and behold, uh, they went in there and deleted his whole thing. Oh, well. That had to do with Lothar Shalmafut. And, uh, you know, because a lot of people think, well, who is he? Why why is he so important? Because we were talking about, you know, Christianity and also Islam. Yeah. And, uh, well, Islam, you know, I mean, they're they're made they're set at opposites of each other to cause contention among each other. Yeah, and, you know, um, it's funny that you bring this up because I, I have something that I like to share about that. Uh, I literally this past week, there was a, um, a friend of mine on Texas, and uh, he called me up. He said, "Man, I'm like wrapped around the axle here about this book that uh, Joseph Atwell wrote." As Joseph Atwill wrote about the Caesar's Messiah. He said, I'm going to send you that book. I'll overnight night it to you. Would you mind reading it? And I'd like to talk to you about it. So it was important to him. He overnighted it to me, and I read it, I read it that night. And in um, the next morning, um, I had time, and so I said, let's talk. And we were going to talk business. We had some business. But I said, hey, it's just put on my spirit that you need to, um, I need to talk to you about this other and um, I said, the problem that has happened here is you've been caught between Hegelian dialectics here. You, you're looking at Jesus from a political and a, a historical perspective. And as long as you go there, you lose. It's like, you know, it's like um, looking at the Republican versus Democrat. If you get caught between the two pillars in the house of the Philistines, you lose. So I said, don't. You know, rise above, I said, just rise above that, man. So I, here's the thing. I, I went through the Gospel of Thomas with him, line on line, and spent six and a half hours with this dude going through the Gospel of Thomas, line on line. And wow. afterwards, he was like, man, I, I just never knew. I, I just, I couldn't, I just never would have seen that. And I said, well... It's great that we recorded this so we could share it with other people. So I went back later the next day to share it with another brother, and I clicked on it to just see how the audio sounded. And it only recorded his track. All that six and a half hours of teaching is totally lost. Really? So it was it was a one and done for him. But I called him up and I said, hey, man, um, would you mind going back through again and let's do this again, but we'll break it up into like hour you know, our tracks, we won't go, you know, six and a half hours in a row. <laughs> and he he said, uh, yeah, that would be a little better, you know. He said, I'm still choking on the fire hydrant over here. <laughs> so, no, I understand that, brother. I mean, th- I mean, there's so much there that they kept from the people and us. I mean, when we go back and see what was really has been said and what we're to really do, I mean, right. it's a blessing. And then it, at the same time, it makes you mad and wonder why that they would stoop so low to do that to mankind uh, to where we won't know and where we don't find out. Well, here's the thing, though. Um, it, it does, it does it, at first, you're right. I mean, at first, when you, when the Moses in you 
um, your rational self wakes up and says, hey, hold on a minute here, something ain't right. And you're like, okay, all right, now, I see what the world says I am. You know, the world says I'm I'm an Egyptian. You know, but uh, but I know I'm a Hebrew Israelite, and um, and so I got a problem here. Something ain't right. And so, you know, you kind of wake up to that, and but still, you're caught between, you know, these dialectics that you have to rise above. You can't as long as you get caught between those two pillars, you can't enter into the temple. You got to first pass those two pillars before you enter into the sanctuary. And most people stay outside the whole whole lot because they're caught in confusion. Uh, Beth Beth Lamed uh, Babel, you know, yeah. is two houses. Beth 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 is two houses. So it's two philosophical doctrines of thought, which both of them are wrong. And you know, the center path, the inward path, this this um, center central focus, if you will. Uh, that's the true path, the inner anointing. And but uh, but here's the thing, um, you know, once you become divided, um, in the sense that you've lost the heavenly meaning and all you can see barely is the earthly meanings, yes. then um, how are you going to recover? Then and recover to the earth? You can't do it yourself. So you know, because there's nothing for you to grab a hold of and pull up, pull yourself up by you know so-called bootstraps because. You've lost the heavenly meaning. So along comes a teacher, and it's funny, you know, St. Paul is like we preach the, the power of Christ through the foolishness of preaching. And and that's true. It is foolishness when you think about it like that. But somebody's it's, it's, got to come it's along. It's something like you earlier when you were uh, talking about that, uh, that remedy with the mint and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I never knew that, and I wouldn't know that and but it took someone like you to bring it forward, and it's like, hey, I can do that. I'll try that. I mean, that that's, I, I mean, it's not the same thing what you're talking about, it, but it's along that same perspective. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll tell you something else, too. Um, um, peppermint, um, bugs can't stand peppermint. So if you take a little bit of um, water, and you put it in a spray bottle and you take about 15 to 20 drops of peppermint and go spray your, your baseboards, you're going to be bug-free. Really? Spiders can't stand it. If you It messes with their in, antenna. They can't communicate. So um, they can't stand it. So you're going, you go around your bedroom and you spray your you know windows and, you know, bugs. You, you won't have any bugs in your house. Well, praise God, I think. Thanks for that, too. But see, that's what I'm saying. It's through the foolishness of preaching or saying or teaching or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how we we learn and we we get a lifeline, so to speak. <laughs> you, got, you got a numbskull on the call here. Uh. Yeah, yeah, somebody, it, was, it said guess four. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I don't know why. See, I mean, stuff like that. I mean, they must. Why they think that's funny? I don't know. Oh I mean, man, listen, listen. There's people that troll me all over the internet, and they get on there and they they make fun of my accent. They do all. In fact, one guy, get this. They the, the message that I had is of hope and restoration for people. I teach a message of you know there is. We are not 
slaves, and we can we can change our mind and contract. All that's going on is we're contracting into a system which which uh, is. It, let me let me just take a second here, uh, Jim. Is that all right? You got a second yeah, here? Let me yeah, just... yeah, yeah. I did get that there. Uh, I guess White Wolf or maybe you sent it uh, about where you were talking about the jubilee and the woman was restored. Yes, that's right. We we um I I um I was sharing it with Whitewood because I wanted him to have some good news, and uh, sure enough, I um just about uh, um oh couple of I guess about a week back um I got a message from that lady that I helped out. She's in she's down east in Little Washington, North Carolina, and she was an absolute jubilation. Uh, I mean, pardon the pun, but uh, she. Uh, She's like, it worked, it worked, you know. She said, all of my debt is gone. Even the even the garnishment on the Social Security is all gone. Really? And, and she God. was just, she was just like, you know, she's, I could, I can't believe it worked, you know. And I'm like, have some faith, woman, you know. <laughs> Come on. Well, that 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 is that is fantastic, brother. I mean, that's when people need to stand up and sound the trumpet, so to speak. Tell the good things that the Creator's done for you. I mean that's how people become, you know, uh, they they become enlightened at the same time they wake up and uh, you know will probably start searching more to find out more things to where they can be an overcomer and be able to do those things. Oh, you know it, man. You know it. And 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 I'm gonna just give me one second. I want to share right quick some some cures you can do with. Um, or, or how you can use some essential oils here to help you with bugs. But like, for instance, mosquitoes, we're in that time of year now where mosquitoes is a big problem, right? Yes, sir. Well, you can, go, you, go at, you can go and make you a little mix, get you a little clove oil, some mm-hmm. eucalyptus oil, some geranium, and some lavender. And, and you know, effectively... Um, and also lemon. You want lemon oil. You take five drops of lemon oil, right, yep. and ten drops of, of eucalyptus, right? Twenty. Yes. You can add citronella if you like. For me, I don't care for it, okay? I, I like to use um, lavender and geranium. I don't like the way citronella smells, okay? Um, and so I like to use clove, eucalyptus, geranium, and lavender, and you mix that together. And put it in a little spray bottle with a little water, and just and it's totally, it's good for you. And you spray that, and it has a pleasant smell. And you spray it on your your body, and I'm telling you, the mosquitoes won't come near you. Wow! All right, um, basil oil, um, basil oil, roaches and things of that can't stand it. If you have a situation where, like, sometimes in the summer, the cockroaches that are in the trees, they'll they'll climb into your gutters, and they'll try to you'll you'll notice that you'll have some you know large bugs that are just belly up you know inside your house. If yeah. you don't want that in your house, there's nothing you can do. You can spray all you want. They're going to come in through your gutters, and they come inside. They don't have any food, and you'll find them belly up here and there all over the house sometimes in the summer. Right? Well, um. Um, a lot of people think they can go and spray poisons here or there and keep them out. No, the easiest way to do it is to just put basil. Get you a get. You can do it with the oil diffuser and just diffuse basil oil. And I'm telling you, they can't stand the smell of basil. 
Spiders. Right. Remember I told you spiders are peppermint, peppermint oil? Forget about it. They hate peppermint oil. Wow. All right. Um, flies, um, if you are, you know, anything with, um, like if you've got this time of year, we have flying ants because the ants are looking to um, move their um, population, expand their population. So they, they, some of the ants are born with wings, and they'll, they'll you'll see flying ants a lot. We do in North Carolina. And you can put bay leaves or lavender or mint, rosemary around the house, and they won't come near. They won't come near your house. And the other thing, too, if you what you can do outside of your house is you can cinnamon, cinnamon, garlic, and mint. You can make yourself a, um, you know, with garlic, you just mash the garlic and, and, and the cinnamon. You just... Um, Mix it all together with mint, like a spearmint or a peppermint or something like that, and uh, so- let it uh, soak in water. And then what you do is you go and get a, uh, put a little soap in there and then go outside and spray it against your foundation. You're not going to have any problem with ants. Wow. They can't stand it. And it's totally, it's not poisonous. It's, it's, it's you know, all of this stuff you can eat, no problem. It's good for you. You know, I understand it's that it's just uh, I mean up north here, especially in New York, there are a lot of people that have problems with ants. Yeah, well, you 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 do that, you don't have any problems with ants. They can't stand it. You know why? Because it interrupts their ability to transmit information, and so they can't transmit the path back to where they came from. And so it just totally it's a waste of time. And ants. You talk about some of the hardest working creatures on the face of the earth. It's an ant. He's not going to waste his time, you know. No, I got you, but I appreciate that, brother. That that's a blessing himself. <laughs> that's right. You know, who wants ants in their house, right? But yeah. leave a watermelon out on the counter and see what happens. You know what I mean? You, they'll find it. You know. Well, yeah, um, you do not see no ants around anywhere. You leave something like that out, and they come out of nowhere. I know. Well, but here's what I'm saying. Go ahead and uh, spray around your house, around your baseboards um, of uh, that mix, and uh, you're not going to have any problem with ants. Well, thank you so much for that, brother. I'm definitely going to do that. Well, you're welcome. Well, I mean, but what I was going to tell you is, you know, um, my again, my message is that of hope for people, that, you know, we we've done this to ourselves. And, and when, when people, you know, the first state that people come to is a state of anger because they're like, why? Why does, why did, you know, why me? And why did I have to go through this? And why did somebody else do this to me, right? And and my message is, is that when you come to learn the truth, then you can opt out of it. And you can say, all right, Pharaoh, let my people go, okay? And, mm-hmm. My people are the thoughts and the desires that you have. You're the, you know, the Moses going into the the carnal, the king of the carnal of mind is the Pharaoh, and you're saying, look, now darn it. Um, we, but as this plays outside of you, because um, you know the mirror, what we, what, if we want to know what we need to do and to purify ourselves, all we need to do is look at what's happening to us in the world. Because we pro- we project and the world reflects back to us. So, yeah. um, you just look in the mirror and say, "What's what's okay, Lord? How are you manifesting yourself to me today?" Right? And what 
what do I need to do here? And what you know, when people come into your life, and and like for instance, um, one guy called me up the other day and he said, "Man, this guy I'm working with, he's like, he's like such a passive aggressive dude." And I said, "Well, you sort of got that kind of thing yourself, don't you?" He said, "You don't even know me." I said, "I don't need to know you. If you you know, it takes one to know one. You ever thought about that before?" You know, that's not just something they say on the school grounds, okay? I got you. And and so um, my point is, is that, you see, once you learn the truth about what we've contracted into, and you really learn, like, on the level of how they hijack the scriptures and use them as a business plan, then you'll see that story of Adam and Eve as a business plan is the story of the state and the government. Adam's the state, Eve is the government, the helpmeet. The helpmeet for the man is Eve, so the helpmeet for the for the state's the government. And so Eve is the mother, the mother of all the living is Eve, but but the creations of state are her children, okay? So so the state is a mental realm, the laws are mental, so the state is spiritual, okay? You can't get around it. The, the state is yes. not real; it's spiritual. Okay, it's a mental yes. realm. So it acts; it has laws which act on what is real. So you know, here's the interesting thing: there's a third party in that garden, in that love feast. So you have here this third party, which is, um, you know, I, which I'll call because that's where I'm going tonight: the central bank. Okay, the central bank comes in. And says, "Hey, I'll make a deal with you, baby. Right? The government, Eve, Eve, baby, I got a deal for you. Right? Yeah. So, you know, um, come on here, we'll make us a deal here. We enter into a contract, okay? And Eve said, "Heck yeah!" And um, and and her boy uh, signed off on it and acquiesced to it in his silence. He was like, "All right, let it be." And uh, he didn't protest. Therefore, he agrees. And next thing you know. She's having to give vows now. She can't be true to her original husband, Adam. Yeah. She's got to go over here and give vows to this third party, this the one who she committed adultery with, you see? Yes, sir. She yes. entered into intercourse with this third party and introduced a third party into their love bed. Okay, their love feast, right? Yes, sir. So, so now um, um, her children have long since been forgotten. They've been sold into bondage because yes, they have. <laughs> um, because she herself is in bondage. She has to pay her vows. Yes. She gave vows into a marriage to a third party. She's been caught in adultery, and therefore she's got to pay them vows. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. All right. So, yes, so now the children, the children, are sitting here thinking. Well, how did how did you know this? How did this you know? We learn about admiralty law, and we learn about the law of the high seas, and we say to ourselves, "Well, how did the high seas come inland? When did the land get flooded? Right? Do you hear, yeah. you hear me, Noah? When did the land oh. get flooded? Right? <laughs> yeah. All and the even, way, all the way up to that high mountain, it got flooded. Right? The whole earth got flooded." Admiralty yep. law came inland. All right, you're getting down now, Noah? So so now, you know, you say, well, how? How did they do it? Well, guess what? They had to bring that jurisdiction inland, and how do they do it? They do it in, in by and through 
your mailbox. Your mailbox is the means by which that um, that the the law of the high seas, which is the law of admiralty, comes in with. Okay. Now, yes. so now what you've got here is a situation now where Eve. The the I'm going to say now Eve. I'm not going to relate Eve to the government. I'm going to relate Eve and the to the idea of the citizenry now, okay? Okay. So so in our particular state, the citizenry in their private capacity are private, but they can enter into a public capacity in which they serve in the government, correct? Yes. Okay, so everybody, um, whether they're in the government or whatever, are citizens of the state, and they're all subject uh, supposedly to the same law, Right. Yeah, but doesn't it also say that when you were talking about Eve and the children earlier, doesn't it say the sins of the parents pass down to the children? They're going to, because of what she did and everything, and the other one was silent, kept on, it was entered in, and they're going to follow and do the same things that she did. Well, that's right. And if you go to Hosea, okay, hold on a minute. If you go to Hosea, You'll see, let me get it in front of me so I can read it right, but uh, this is very important Um, because when you go to Hosea and it makes it real clear, it says, plead with your mother, plead, for she is not my wife. In other words, the the kingdom of God is here on the earth right now. Yes. Okay, because Jesus said they took the kingdom of God by force, which means they could take it by force. So it's right here, right now. And, and and these governments, these states are supposed to be holy vessels uh, unto the Lord, and these governments are, in a sense, the the wife of, of the Lord, okay? So, in other words, the head of the woman is the man, and the head of the man is Christ, and the head of Christ is God. So, yeah. listen to this. Now, so, plead with her, for she is not my wife, neither am I her husband. Let her, therefore, put away her hoarders out of her sight, and her adulteries from between her breasts, okay, and I won't get into what that means, but for their mother has played the harlot. She has conceived them, hath done shamefully, and for she said, I will go after my lovers, okay. Then again, he, then he says, therefore shalt thou fall in the day, and the prophet shall fall with thee in the night, ignorance, and I will destroy thy mother. Now get it. Enters in the central bank, which um, she now is compromised, okay, because she has engaged this third party and, and had to had to give vows or had to give pledges in order for this thing to continue. So she now serves a new husbandman, and her children must, who are in the house, must also serve that husband. However, that's why you can say that these sins do follow upon to the to the third and fourth generation. However, once you awaken to this, then you can realize there is another way and you can come back to unity and oneness. Okay, because if you look at the $1 bill, you'll notice there's an altar on top of George's head. And if you are in the central banking scheme, you're one of their trustees, then your children, have they've long since been forgotten, Okay. Because thou hast rejected my law, thou shalt be no priest unto me, right? So yes. so if you go into unity, though, you make a demand for lawful money in unity of the state, Eve is now being uh, 
um, um, she's submitting to her husband, and they're being one, and she's now kicking out this third party. She said, I don't want anything to do with you, okay? If if 10% of the people in this country on Friday woke up and went into the banks and made a demand for lawful money, the Fed, the central bank would get booted out of this this love feast, okay? Okay, this, this state. Now... See, the ancient story is how they is, is, is how it's all modeled. That's why the Bible is the greatest book you'll ever read. It, it has your, your entire life is in that book. Uh, yeah, but when, so, you, when, when you go in to ask for the demand of lawful money, well, the bank don't have lawful money. Sure they do. Yes, they do. Well, I mean, they have the gold. No, no, no. Gold ain't lawful money. Not, not in the courts. Not, not with. Uh, no, 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 no. Law builds on itself. Gold and silver is against public policy now. Yeah, I know what your constitution said, but that was seven, that was seventeen, you know, hundred. That law builds. Things change. So, so gold is is what men deal in. Gold is what the heads of state deal and uh, in, in deal with. See, gold is the consciousness of God. Silver is the consciousness of man. Okay, and and what does he say is the that of the harlot, bronze. And he said in, in the scriptures and lamentations, and you're going to come to a point where even your bronze is going to be taken from you, okay? So, yeah. okay, so uh, so what you've got here is lawful. It's so funny how, how the degradation is unbelievable. But, you know, believe it or not, the only way for you to get lawful money today is to, see, like, let me put like right here. Let's say you work 62 years and you paid into the Social Security System. You're 62 years old, and you say to yourself, hey, man, I'd like to go ahead and make my claim for Social Security. The guy says, no problem. Fill out this form here and make your claim. And and so now you have made a claim upon which the trustees can get, can grant you relief and give you what you want. But if you don't make the claim, you're not getting what you want. It's not coming. They're not going to presume that you that you want your Social Security benefits, and you can actually, by not claiming them, miss out on them, right? Yes. So you have to stake a claim. You have to say, I want my Social Security benefits. All right? Well, if you if you want to use lawful money, then you actually have to stake a claim. And you have to say, okay, you know, on your check, you have to say, I'm making a demand for lawful money. Okay? Now, it's really interesting. This past week, um, I'm going to get this in front of me so I don't get it wrong. A friend of mine bought a $10 uh, uh, note that it was it was issued in 1929 and on the, the face of that note it has the most curious language and it's instead of saying federal reserve note or united states note it says national currency and it says now listen to this it says secured by united states bonds deposited with the treasurer of the united states of america now if that doesn't show you that the United States is not the United States of America, then I don't know what will. Because the word D, the prefix D means to abandon. So when somebody deposits something with anything, it is a it's like it's like you're making an unsecured loan. Okay. Yes. Now it's yes. a pledge. Now on the face of this note, it says we'll pay. Now this note, this is a note now, right? It says, yeah. we'll pay to the bearer on demand $10. Now, what you have here is a chit. 
you're not holding dollars. You're holding a chit, which if you make a claim on that chit, you can get $10. Now, what that means is um, what you're holding today in your hands is, is a chit. And what, what happened was is the people got so used to trading the chits, but what they're doing is is they're, they're using credit, they're using somebody else's credit to obtain a purchase. Well, if you've used my credit to obtain a purchase, does it belong to you or does it belong to me? What do you think? Well, I, I see where you're coming from. That makes well, sense. Th- Certainly, if you use my credit to make a purchase, then I have a lien in it, do not not. I have a lien until you satisfy until you satisfy uh, my side of it. I've got a lien in it. Well, what happens is because the people have been exchanging these chits, and now it's even gotten even worse. It's turned into electrons on a, in a computer. Um, the um, the federal, the central bank has a lien on most all the property as far as the eye can see. So, um, so what you've got here is a situation where um, um, there's no way you've got the old story there of um, of the blood of bulls and goats, the sacrificial system, right? See, yeah. the blood of in Hebrews. Chapter 10, verse, I think, 4, it says, for the blood of bulls and goats was not satisfactory to pay for the sin. It, see, it could only discharge the sin and push it off to a future date. That's called the day of judgment in the Bible. You yes. see, and it's the same thing when you use the Federal Reserve, though. You're only pushing the debt back to a future date, a day of reckoning when the debt has to be paid. And because the people have become so dumbed down, they don't realize the day of reckoning. The day of reckoning is on the battlefield. That's called war. I understand. That's kind of what the government's doing now when any time they need money when they go to the Federal Reserve. Well, they they go to them and basically, you know, they haven't put off to a future date. That's why the deficit is the way it is. Okay, well, let me show you something. Let me show you something. The government is the woman, is Eve in the analogy. The government has gone and made a contract with a third party. There's your serpent in the garden. Okay. Yep. Now, now, the third party has entered into this into, entered into this contract, and therefore there's a lawful deal there. And and according, God, hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, there is a obligation there to because the the United States created this, they have they have to stand surety for it. But here's the thing. They will stand surety for the amount of notes issued into circulation, but when you endorse the system and they're able to order up new credit on your endorsement, guess who stands surety for that? Well, the public does. You do, which you're part of the public. And so... Yeah. Um, so what happens is you become Cain, and you say, I'm not my brother's keeper. What am I, my brother's keeper? Well, yes, you are. You are your brother's keeper, and when you want to endorse a third party, it does nothing but hurt all of us. So that's, that's we true. can't do that. We have to throw that out, and we say, hold on a minute here. No, 
we're going to fish out of the right side of the boat. Look at that altar. We're going to fish on the right side of the house in the in the in the de jure treasury, and we're going to make a demand for lawful money of the treasury. And instead of allowing this central bank to expand, see that's what they that's what it's for. It's for the expansion and the contraction of the money supply. Well, anything that can expand and contract is not money. Okay, money is a one-to-one balance. It's one to one. It's a fair balance. Proverbs eleven one. You know, right? So yes, here's the thing. You know, the Lord in uh, He says, "Look, an unfair balance is an abomination unto me." You know, and those who get into that unrighteous, they're an ab- that's an abomination unto me. So what happens when people when people uh, endorse this central banking scheme? They are actually standing adversary to the to the king of kings. They are actually engaging themselves in the false balance, and yes. they are therefore bringing the bringing the judgment on their own head. They're the ones who are bringing the judgment on their own head. But once they become aware of it, now they have a choice, and if they continue to do it. You know, what hope is, I mean, you know, if a man knows the truth and still engages in the falseness, then, I mean, it's like, hey, I don't know how to help that man, you know. So I see where you're coming from. Wow. <laughs> so here's the thing. Now, there is hope that we're not slaves. All you have to do is return back to, to unity, return back to the concept that you are your brother's keeper and that, uh, comes now, Michael Joseph speaking for our estate. We are, you know, we're in this together. In God, we trust. We are one, you know, and and so the state, for once, Eve can be true to Adam, and Adam can now cover her in, in love and be true to her. But he's got to get that darn serpent out of the midst of that garden. Okay, the garden's the state. Okay, and so he's got to get. And see, the heart is okay. The heart line is at nineteen and a half degrees, and guess what's at nineteen and a half degrees at um, at um, um, in the middle of Washington D.C. The Supreme Court. Yes. Yes. Okay. The surface area of the Ark of the Covenant is nineteen point five cubits. You know, it, it. This stuff is all encrypted, in, but once you start to see it. You see, your heart, your heart is your center. And, you know, um, you start to see these courts. The court in and of itself is feminine because the court the court is hearing um, what the suitors have to bring to it, and it's birthing the, the law common to the realm. So, you know, what happens is on the, on the county level or the district level, if you will, the courts are birthing the law common to that realm, to that area, and then if there's a beef, it may be it may go all the way up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court will issue an opinion. The Supreme Court will not say, okay, this is how it is. It issues an opinion and sends the case all the way back down to where it started, where it can be retried. Yes, sir. I agree. Okay, so the Supreme Court is the heart in the house. Yes. The, the, the nail. Yeah, they're the supposed to weigh the balance there. That's where the balance, that's where it says, in, in Leviticus, it says, don't eat a fish that doesn't have scales and fins. Well, scales, the fish is a brother, the, 
scales, he's balanced, and his fins, he's single in his focus. He doesn't go this way and that way. So if that That's brother true. isn't balanced and he's he's well focused, you don't you, you can listen to him and you say, hey, hey, have a good day and I'll see you later. But don't sit there and invite him into your inner circle of trust because he's not trustworthy. He's unstable. And a man who is unstable is what? I mean, he, he's just... He's uh, unstable in all his ways. He's out of balance. <laughs> he's out of balance. He ain't got no balance. He doesn't, so, you know, he's unstable in all his ways, right? A man who's double-minded, right? So, so you don't eat from one who doesn't have scales. You know, he needs to be singular in his focus. And you don't just let anybody into your um, circle. You test them. Anybody that's so foolish as to let anybody into their inner circle of trust get what they deserve. Yes, and they I'm, usually get rung over the coals, coals, you know. 90% of the time, that's usually the way it ends up, brother. It really is. Well, because the scriptures are clear. The scripture says test the spirits. You make darn sure that uh, you're plowing the field with someone who's equally yoked to you. You're going to find you're plowed up to a sociopath, and you're going to be the victim every time. <laughs> well, that, that's the truth. But, I mean, but see, the the system, I mean, with what they've shown on through the media and other things, I mean, they're propagating lies left and right. I mean, you know, people don't know which ends up anymore. They, it, they're purposely making man double-minded. Well, here's the thing. Um, mankind has got to get to a point where they realize that, you know, like, for instance, let me give you a perfect example. Today I was talking to a guy, and he was asking me about lawyers. And I said, okay, what's your opinion about it? And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, when I've always heard, you know, if you get an attorney, you know, they consider you an idiot. And I'm like, hey, hold on a minute. What you've always heard is just a load of crap. I said, can you wield the sword or not? And he says, what do you mean? I said, the law is a sword. Yes. Okay, the attorney is the priest. The lawyer is the priest, okay? He's your access easement to the sword. You're the one who put a, you repose the confidence in the lawyer. Therefore, you're the one issuing orders. The lawyer is therefore your agent or at a minimum your trustee, okay, because you repose the confidence in him. You hold the power of management, and, and you there, your, your estate and your heirs is the beneficiary. Now, you're the mover. You're the prime mover. The lawyer is just an interface, a, an access easement to the law. And the question is, can you wield the sword? And and I'm telling you, 99% of the people out there can't wield the sword because the preachers have done told them the law has been done away with. Yes. And so they don't know God's law, much less do they know man's law. They don't know any law. No, I agree. The man, that, the man that we call Paul was, what, Hebrew scholar? He knew God's yeah. law. He was a Greek scholar, was he not? He I was also so. a Roman scholar. Roman scholar, yeah. He knew... He knew the law on both the the physical, the the soul level, and the spirit level. Okay, and they'll tell you in church you don't need to know the law. Okay, well, what is Saint Paul said? He wrote, uh, he said, we live by grace, and that is true. Once you come to a certain level of of, 
of understanding, you understand indeed you live by grace. He said, do we thus, do we therefore nullify the law? Do we therefore not uphold the law? He said, God forbid. Yes, sir. We do Absolutely. the law. And if we would all do the law, this place would be heaven on earth and the kingdom of God would be restored. I believe that. I, I, I understand where you're coming from. And we'd have a new heaven, which is another way of saying we would read the book in a totally different paradigm. Our knowledges and our understandings of the book would completely be different from that, which is the common understanding today that it's like a, reading a bunch of fairy tales. Some whale swallows a dude, you know, some well, snake me, talks to a woman, you know. I understand that, but that's why it says that, you know, they're making the word of God of none effect. I mean, because. They don't know themselves, and they're not—they're not willing to find out. And uh, I mean, they're—they're they're always relying on someone else to do that for them, and we can't do that. And it tells us, out, you know, up front and center, "Thou shalt have no other gods before me." The me is me, just like the me is you and anybody else, because that Creator lives within us, and. Uh, I mean, we need to, you know, we need to hey, be up front and center. Hey, Jim, I told a guy the other day, I said, man, I said, one day you're going to come to the realization that that Bible is your autobiography. <laughs> yes, it is. And he said, what? And I said, yeah, well, you're just not ready yet. I said, but when, you, when you're ready, when, you, when, when you're ready, I said, just take what I say and just put it on the shelf because when you're ready, it, it'll birth in you, and you'll realize the entire story was about you. Okay, but they, that's why St. Paul, he says, my, ch- my little children, I, I labor in birth pains until Christ be formed in you. Yes, sir. So, of course, um, you know, from if you want to go to a church, you know, state, if you, if you want to come out of the, the individual and go to the church, his little children would be the churches that he started, right? And yes. Uh, and he is um, looking to form the truth in them because Jesus said in those days in John eight thirty two you will know the truth and the truth will set you free not some you know you know yeah. well, I mean, name you know you know if we if if we really take time to ponder and to look at it and understand it like you said dissect it look through it and we we really look at what they're calling the book or the Bible, which is the word of truth, and the truth is in there, that, you know, it's it's talking about us as individuals and as a whole and, you know, how to live our life and become that perfect son that the divine creator has set forth from the beginning. But Well, that's right. No, that's right. Every every being that's walked into this, uh, that's that's birthed into this world, put on flesh, and was a divine being, a divine son and daughter of the ever living, and yeah. and well, we had it... to all come down into Egypt. That's why he said this this flesh. The, the key is given, in, I believe it's I think it's Isaiah thirty one three, and it says the 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 horses in Egypt are flesh. So there's your key. That's why Jesus is called the horse because, and people they just don't they don't even have a clue. They go on and on about something stupid about some name, 
it, it, it's, an, it's an analogy. The horse is your flesh that you were born into. That's the cross. And, and, and <laughs> it's just unbelievable. And, and the place was Golgotha, you know, the cranium, Calvary, mm-hmm. the skull, you know. Yeah. And so I mean, there's different types of horse flesh. That's why St. Paul, when he had his awakening, he was thrown off his horse. Right. Yes, yeah. yeah, sir. I, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, it's just like you were talking about the fish and the scales, you know, uh, the fins and scales. Uh, I mean, everything in that book tells us from what to eat, how to eat, and what not to eat, what to do and what not to do, what to abstain from, and this and that. But, I mean, it's telling us not only how to keep the body healthy and to live a long time. But it's also telling us how to keep our mind refreshed, renewed, vibrant, you know, by the things that we consume and eat that gives life to the physical body. And you know what I'm saying? And no doubt. No doubt. The key the key's hidden in uh, Philemon. The key is in Philemon. And it's like, you know, Christ Jesus, when the writers wrote Christ Jesus, they didn't mean the same thing as Jesus Christ. It has a different meaning. And... Christ Jesus speaks about spirit being couched in 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 the uh, in in the in into matter, or you might say the flesh. And so, in that particular analogy, the spirit would be male and the flesh would be female. And that's he said, make the two one. In other words, your fleshly understandings, or your earth, and your heavenly understandings, and the higher understandings of spirit. In other words, he said, in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. That's why he said, you know, when you when you are reborn, in other words, your mind is resurrected, you'll receive a new heaven and a new earth. And and so, you know, food for the food for the belly, and but the same. And what it's showing you is, um, the food for the belly is to eat fish that have scales and fins, but there's also food for the mind. Right, yeah, and yeah. and so we can look at that same analogy and and understand the the higher meaning, uh, if you will, the heavenly meaning written into that same uh, writing. Food for the mind. That's the that's the manna. That's when they they looked at it, you know, in their in their dumbed down state, and they said, "What's that?" And they said, "Hey, well, it's food for our belly," but they didn't get that it's you know, it's food for their mind, right? They didn't. They don't understand the analogies that are being. Uh, presented to them in a in a carnal way, right? Yeah, so it's like now, I mean, look at the GMO foods they're giving people, and there's all kind of sickness and disease. Now, if we would have done like the scripture said, you know, you know, we eat this and do this and that, and don't do this and don't do that. And, you know, you eat the vegetables and the fruits, like it says, that has seed within itself. I mean, all that brings forth the nutrients that are good for the physical body. And, Absolutely. But we end up eating pork, and then we end up eating all manner of different type of things that we're not supposed to eat, and people wonder why they're getting cancer or, you know, all these other inflammatory diseases and cardiac arrest, you know. Well, uh, now let me ask you a question. Okay, Jesus said, he says, look, uh, by the way, I use Jesus. Sometimes you'll hear me in certain settings. I'll use Yahushua. Sometimes I'll use the Aramaic, Yeshua. Um, yes. I, I don't know who listens to this, man. I'm telling you, Jim, 
thousands of people come to these calls, and I know it because I've had people for years later uh, sh- sh- deliver up one of these calls to me and say, and here's the thing. you have to, it, it matters not what the teacher knows. It's just what the student, where the student is. I mean, because if you try to teach at a higher level and the student's not there, you're just a clanging bell. They can't hear it. You know, it's like, Brother, if you just, mouth, if you right? just, yes, sir, but if you just speak it out, like it says, you know, don't be a sounding brass and tingling cymbal, but you, you, you're speaking from your heart and what you know it, with the love that's going out to help your fellow man. And y'all sure. know who it is. He said he would add to the, you know, the kingdom daily. You know, well, and that's, that's right. But that's why I use, I use Jesus. I don't have a problem using Jesus because... You know, the reality is, is is I know exactly what, what I'm uh, conferring, and I have to meet people in the way. And, and I had a guy, like, back to the guy before, he was like, hey, man, this is like part of, um, you know, Caesar's Messiah in the in the creation of um, of Rome. And I said, hey, man, dude, you're caught between the, the two pillars. You're caught between politics and history. And... And you haven't come above that. The center pillar, the center uh, pillar, has not risen in you yet. So, you you, you literally you've got to rise above that, man. And in yes. pillars, yeah, let the living man arise within you. That divine, you know, creative essence of you know of energy just flow through your innermost beings and just let it radiate. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, there's so many things out there. And, you know, I, I know that I don't speak eloquently like a lot of y'all do. And, I you know, if it offends people, I apologize. But I'm just speaking from my heart and what I know, you know, from the things that's happened in my life. And, uh, you know, I'm not out to offend nobody or I don't think I know more than everybody I don't. I mean, right. I'm, I'm, I'm on this fault just like everybody else. But it does say for me to share the good things that Yahweh has done for us. You know, those testimonies. And that's all I'm doing. And if it offends anybody, that's not my intention. intention. But, uh, you know, I'm just putting it from out from my heart. Well, Jim, I, I guess I get I get kind of um, excited and, and sometimes I, I see I so many um, people that are um, – um, it's almost like they're paid to come into certain groups and to disrupt and to to. Um, I mean, a guy can literally lay down an hour of truth, and 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 some guy come in and put a he doesn't know what he's talking about. And everybody that's you know listened to it for the hour is like all of a sudden got this seed planted that maybe you know what they heard was worthless and. And the point that I generally will tell people is don't listen to any man. Go Always go back and check behind every man who gives you anything to eat, spiritually or physically. Go back and check. And, and you know, especially if you're eating from spiritual food, always go back and check. It says that in the good book. It says they studied the scriptures daily to see if what was being said was so. And that's the only way you're going to know. It tells us to study to show ourselves approved, a workman rightly dividing the word. And if Amen. we just if we just took like hypothetical, I'm just using you and myself as a. Uh, I'm not. I'm just using that as an example. Because gotcha. I said one thing and you said something totally opposite, and some people said, "Well, no, Jesus is over here." Wait a minute. No, he's over there. Wait a minute. No, he's over there. 
And White Wolf comes on. No, he's over there. I mean, he says, go not out, you know. Right. I mean, if we're all on the same path and on the same, you know what I'm talking about, putting forth the same things, maybe in a slightly wording, so to speak. But if they really took time to listen, you know, from the depths of the heart, not just their mind, you know what I'm saying, that they right. they, will, they will see and grasp and really go search out what he said, like that one guy, <clears throat> which done my heart good, you know, because yeah. sometimes I wonder some of the things I say. Some people say, Jim, you're way out there sometimes. And Jim, hey, what's up? This is Donaldson from Northern California. Can what? It, I have a question for you. What is the heart? Because I've been, you know, I've had a couple of interpretations of what the heart is. If you could go into, people say, oh, if you have to have love in your heart. Oh, you know, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, what is heart? What does that mean? It's the middle subconscious mind of man. You got a heart that pumps blood to keep life going through the body. And you feel the emotions of it in your heart area, but it's really in your mind. Everything that mentally is happening in the mind, you feel it in different parts of your body because it's connected to you as one entity. But it's it's the mind or the woman, so to speak. See, it says the conscious mind is considered the man, the one that, you know, that. Uh, let me back up a little bit. It sows the seed. It's the objective mind. The conscience or the objective mind sows the seed. The subjective mind or the subconscious is the woman. It yes, receives it is. the seed and births the children. Yes, sir. Absolutely. That's, that's thank you, brother, for that. That's what I was. Doing. It's <laughs> just an analogy, and 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 don't let anybody wrap you around the axle. It's just an analogy. I th- I think I got you, but you know what's really interesting about this is that. You can't have, it almost appears like you have to have a body, a heart, in order to have a body. Like in life, all of, you know, all life is centered around some central aspect of the life form itself. Yes. And just so. Let's look look at the state. Let's look at the body of the state. Look at the body of the state. Because if man is constituted as a state, therefore the state should be constituted. Should, should also reflect in the same fractal as a man. And therefore, the heart of the state is its Supreme Court, which is the heart of its justice system. Okay, yeah, so yeah. literally the state is founded on the testators, which is are the founding fathers, be it testa as in testicles. Okay, they sow the seed, and then they have they create the help meat. The help meat was the man was put to sleep and a rib was taken out of her and, and, and the woman was made, which was the helpmate. The helpmate is the government. The government is the woman, which is the helpmate of the man, which is the state. The state is the men who created it. That's why they're called founding fathers. Okay, so out of her is birthed all the children, all the laws, everything she births. Okay, she has the administration. She is the superior trustee on a higher level of the house because the man and the women, the man and the woman are the head are the heads of the house plowing, but she is his helpmeet. Okay? So it's not talking about male and female as in, you know, um the the creature, as in the human the human creature. It's talking about, you know, so we can take this fractal all the way down inside the consciousness consciousness 
of a living sentient being, or we can take it all the way out to the um, establishment of the kingdom of God on the earth, which is the state. Um, it, is, it follows the same fractal. It's just people can't see it because they got a veil over their eyes. It's exactly the same. I hear what you're saying because it actually works to um, fly in the face of all any any type of other type of religion that would actually try to impose itself on common man. So so yeah, I mean the states. Well, but what's, you know, so what's a common man? Yeah. What what? There's no such thing as. Okay, well, first of this, all, you listen, say, can we not argue about that? I just want to concur with you on one thing only, and that is that that the state's origin is, is from a perspective that flies in the face of the church, that meaning the Catholic Church. No, 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 no. The Catholic Church is legal, legal to the same model. Absolutely, it's I, legal to the same okay. model. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, they they keep it legal. It's legal to the same model. Whatever you now, there's fools out there who go all into lawful and legal, and they they talk you into absolute foolishness. But legal, when you hear the word legal, what you, what you need to hear is trust. Every time you hear the word legal, think trust, because legal begs someone who is uh, it, it begs a trust and it begs a split in title and. What we're talking about here is one who is the servant. The trustee is the servant. He's the one who takes the orders and carries them out. And therefore, that's that's why the, the public trust is so beautiful, because it contemplates that we'd each, we would each serve each other in love and that the, the whole could be in unity, built in love and faith, where where the, the in the central heart of the whole, the marriage as occurs down to the minutest fractal would be love, would be the husband, and faith, the wife. But today, we have it upside down. Faith is the husband, and love is the wife, okay? And, and in fact, even that is dying. The moon is turning red. Faith is dying, and the, lo- and the sun is going black. Where can you find love? And the stars are falling. Where are the virtues, okay? Look around and see if you can find them. All right, so what we see replacing that is self-centeredness, greed, lust, and fear, and guilt. Okay, now what we and, and but all Which one are, needs, but no, all all one needs to, go ahead, yeah, sorry. All no, go ahead. one needs to do, all one needs to do is turn back, turn away from it, and turn inward and say, okay, hold on a minute here. What can I do to consider my brother? What can I do to, in other words, now comes, you know, um, um, Donna, Donna, Donovan, Donaldson. Don't now comes Donaldson, speaking for our estate. We now come speaking <laughs> for our estate, speaking in the royal we, because when you when you when you single yourself apart and you you speaking for your own, um, then. You you can it's like you're um, excommunicated from the whole, okay? And so the fact of the matter is, um, we've got to restore these old roads that have been so long desolate. As people, you know, basically their thought centers are after their own selfish gain. Instead of considering their brother in love, it's all about what can I get, okay? And mm-hmm. you know, but what if I die to myself? 
and, and what can I get and say, okay, how can I serve you? I mean, can, let me please, is there a way right. that I can serve you today, right? And And you say, well, what do you mean? I mean, that's such a weird thought. Someone else serving me? I don't I don't want that charity. And you say, okay, great. If you don't want charity, please, it's a privilege for me to pay you for your work. It is a blessing that God has given me an increase that I can pay you and recognize the value in you. Please let me pay you for your work. And a man says, well, you know, we've got to do away with money and all this. That's bullshit. It is an absolute blessing that I can pay you your value because you oh, are I, valuable. Yeah, I hear what you're saying because I've been on the same kind of vibration, high, high frequency, which basically recognizes all things, okay? And yes. What, one of those things, one of the reasons why it's important to recognize the presence of statism, right, statism, is because of this wider acceptance of things. Well, okay, let's say it like it's right here. Clearly, um, clearly, when, in, when you have in the analogy, it's funny how like some of the deepest secrets in Arcana are buried in these scriptures in places that you would never think to look. Um, I use the holy books. If you want to go to the Quran, I can use that if you'd like. If you want to go to the Holy Bible, I'll use that if you like. If you want to go to Hinduism, I'll use that if you like. It doesn't matter. I've learned to eat it meat, and I don't. I can make peace between, between all the systems, but I'm not going to do it in front of somebody who is eating out of the Holy Bible because it will cause them to stumble. And I can't have them opening up their book and throwing stones at me, the Old and the New Testament, to stone me because then they create a tort in regard to the heavenly court and therefore they're the maker of their own misdeeds and let their tort be upon their own head as a constructive trust forms and judgment comes back on their head. And who caused them to stumble? I did it. And they stumbled in their ignorance, and because they stumbled, they bring judgment on their own head in their own ignorance. Right. So I'm not well, going to eat like that. That's smart. Them. That's smart. This is talk to you, and I just wanted to say, this is I love having this conversation with you, and that... The fact that we can recognize that we are an inspiration to others, whether we want to accept it or not, and we agree on that at this on this point, on this call, in this place and time and space right now, this is cool. I'm I'm glad to that to finally meet someone that can see the same. Well, That's yeah, weird. because the tongue. The, 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 listen, when, okay, as we project, the world will reflect back to us what we're putting out there. That that's a spiritual law. That's a universal law. It has nothing to do, it's kind of like you throw a ball up, it returns to the earth. It's the way it is in the universe. So, you know, as we go out here in the world and and we're um, speaking things out into the world, well, the tongue has the power to set on fire the course of nature. Well, fire, shin. It's a fire, that's why El Shaddai is Shaddai. It has the destructive power in it or it has the regenerative power in it. And as we speak, we have in our tongue the ability to speak life or speak death, okay? So we are, the, just like Bob Marley said, we know and we understand a mighty God is a living man, okay? So we have hold the power of life and death in our tongue. That's why Jesus said it doesn't defile a man what goes in his mouth. In other words, 
if you want to eat at certain holy books, which other people don't like to eat because they don't have stomach for it, okay? In other words, their mind can't handle it. They've got their set, and that's what their set is. Their preacher told them that King James Bible was the holy word of God, and that's it. Well, don't eat at Hinduism in front of them. Don't eat at Buddhism in front of them. They can't take it. They can't eat that kind of flesh. They can't eat that kind of spiritual food. So you don't eat that, okay? But if you can eat it, then if you can find somebody on the same plane operating, that's why he said that a a priest in Israel had to marry another one in Israel. Well, to marry is a contract. You don't plow the field unequally yoked. The field is the world. So you're not going to yoke up with somebody who is, is not on the same spiritual plane. It doesn't make sense. You might cause them to stumble. Just like, you know, when Jesus came and saw the woman at the well, the woman in the well is mankind, and she said five husbands. The husbandman, Paul relates to him in the, in the scriptures. It's the teachers, the, the deacons, the on and on, the apostles. These are her five husbands. And she's still coming back to the well because all she's got is a sister, and she doesn't have that. Christ hasn't been birthed in her yet. She doesn't have that uh, that that wellspring that bubbles up from within. That she, like a uh, uh, third epistle of John, it says, you know, once you receive this inner anointing, you need that no man teach you, okay? Because you can you can think on these things, and it just comes to you. All right, so you know. That's, we got to literally realize that our tongue, literally, we hold the power of life or death in our tongue. So as we see somebody and we see that they're struggling to get their goal, speak it as if they have it already. You know, a, a woman 10 years ago came up to me and said, Michael Joseph, you are writing and doing amazing things. And I couldn't put five words in front of each other. Okay, I couldn't string a sentence of five words, and I was thinking, what? And yet this woman spoke life into me, and now I lead um, lots of people. I mean, they come to me, and I help them with their daily problems, and it's a blessing. And the guy asked me today, he said, how is it that you were blessed with knowledge? I said, because I always put the prayer up, Yah, please give me this knowledge so that I can help other people. And because I'm willing to be a servant to other people, the knowledge flows. But the moment I choose not to serve, the knowledge is bottled up. It's like a cork gets put in the stream. And so, you know, I'm just saying that every single one of us have this have this potential. If every single one of us are born with the same operating system, society conditions us to what we become because, because the mankind has the power of life and death in his tongue. So sure. and we speak life. And and therefore, that's why the state has the higher moral ground. Most of the time they claim to have the higher moral ground. But that's why I, say, I think it's we're in a crucial time, everybody. This is Donaldson here. I'm living right now, and right now I'm in the territory of the Northern California area. And basically, I want everyone to know that, you know, if you're part of the people, you have the ability right now to raise the bar you can you can actually use God's laws in your life right now to help raise the consciousness of the people around you and actually raise the bar on the communication between the people and the state because the state well, are basically the yeah. but but Donaldson Donaldson 
Dolphin. Okay. Um, Sending some good vibes out there. What's up? But, hey, Do you hate that? No, no, no. I like it. But listen to this, man. Listen to this. If Caesar wants twenty thousand dollars, give it to him. If Caesar says carry my bag two miles, carry it four. Okay. If you're rolling with the Creator and you have a handle, you have a handle on the spiritual laws. Your your bucket is never going to run out of increase. It never runs out, ever. The moment you say the state has any power over you, you've just granted the state power over you. Okay, the state is nothing. The state is a mountain. But it, it, who shall stand before the rubber bell? One who was born in a confusion, who has come out. No one. He shall make that mountain a plain. The, 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 the state is nothing. It's nothing. You see, but if you if you make it something, if you put it in your head, it is something. Then it is something. It's your job. A minute. Okay, I'm confused a little bit here because a minute ago you were saying that the state was put in place to pro- basically protect Christians, and I believe that. You know why? No, no, because no. That's not what I said. Let's I said let's think state, about the Bible. The state, the state is in a perfect image of the kingdom of God. That's well, there what you I go. Said. Now remember something. Remember something though. They are posing as the high, having higher moral ground. Oh, of that's course, all I'm because trying. the state yeah. does have higher moral ground. Okay, because Why? It's, it's on the basis. <laughs> here's, here's the basis. The state is in the image of God. God cannot lie, therefore man should not lie. The whole system is built on that very premise. And if man makes a promise, man should keep his promise. And if man, uh, then there has to be a power that exists to make man keep his promises. There is the state in a nutshell. Okay. Okay, it comes down to it comes down to conscience. So if you want to go ahead and get away from law and you want to go into equity, which is the conscience of the king, therefore the conscience of the king says, Well, if you go at law, let's say let's let's go for land here a minute at law. Okay, let's say uh I I grant you my house my house and land to hold in trust. I've got something to do. You say, okay, I'll take it in trust. I'll be your trustee. I said, great. All right, now I go off and do what I want to do. I come back and I say, Dawson, I need my my land back. You say, no, I'm not giving it back to you. At law, there's nothing at law to, to make you give me back that land. You now are the owner, and you are not compelled in any way, shape, or form at law to give me back this land. But in law... In regard to equity, it is the right thing to do to return the land and the possession thereof back to me. So, therefore, equity begs the consciousness or the right thing to do. Okay, so so what we have here is the state is the perfect image of the right and the left side, the, the cherubim over the mercy seat. It is, it's, it's beautiful in this construct. It's, it's based in the conscience. But you see... When the conscience is dead and all you get is the rule of law, which is what, which is where we're headed right now because people are so self-centered, the mass is so incredibly self-centered. Okay, so since they're so self-centered, guess what happens? Because they themselves want to own it all and be king over all, guess what happens? The mirror reflects one who will rise and be king over all. And look out there in the world, and what do you see? Is there not a false shepherd? Yes, there is. But he's legal. He's legal to the same system. They they have not broken any laws. It's just that they're not exactly helping you out either. Okay. So 
when the Moses aspect in you wakes up and says, let my people go, see, see Martin Luther King, he's Moses. Can't you see Martin Luther King is Moses? He went up to the mountaintop and said, let my people go. See, you could be Moses tomorrow as you lead your people in whatever cause that you have for the people that have gotten around you as you go and you struggle for the for the redemption of those people to be redeemed out of the system, right? I mean, it's, it, it's unbelievable how the fractal plays out right in front of everybody's eyes. And Is it an analogy? It, it's yeah, an analogy, it, right? Yeah. It's an analogy, but it's true on... It's true down to the cellular level, and it's true to the macro level. It's true to the universe. Okay? If you go to the one verse, it's true to that level. It's also true to the one cell. It's also true to the single thought. It's also true to the cities of thought, which we might call Jerusalem or, right, Shechem, right, whatever, right? So... The fractal is true. It's like the Mandelbrot set. It plays out to infinity, to its infinite, infinitesimal, okay, and it plays out to infinity to, to the largest thing you can imagine. All right, exactly. so... And, and that is that quantum reality is, is a different dimension that maybe you're, you know, recognizing. Everyone should just realize that they do live in a multidimensional reality, and you know what I mean? Like, that's really the reality. They have to. Even coming yeah. closer and closer. Uh, uh, Donaldson, you got to realize one thing. We do live in a multidimensional uh, universe. But you got to understand, we're in every one of those dimensions at the same time. That's exactly you're right. Not sep- you're that's not exactly separated right. from any of them. That's exactly right. Because... If if you go to Schrodinger's cat and you talk about the probability wave function, the super the superimposition of all probabilities is is exists uh, and and collapses. The probability wave collapses upon the conscious observer, but it requires yes. because Schrodinger's cat is both dead and alive at the same time. Yes. But once but once the door is opened and the observer, it's just what to go to the double slit experiment. When when they when they put the uh, wave through there, it's great. It's a wave, but once consciousness acts on it, once you set an observer there, it collapses into an electron. Okay, so the wave becomes a particle. Okay, in yeah. other words, spirit couches itself into matter, and therefore, double slit experiments. As far as I'm concerned, is all I need. And then I go to Polly and Heisenberg and look at their work, and Polly found. That the uh, at the at the uh, quantum level that consciousness could affect the experiment. Mind can affect matter. Yes, mind it does. understands matter. Mind comes before matter. That's the yes. key. Christ Jesus. But then, the, yes. but then, as the mind is resurrected, it forms the one man. And what we're going to see the uh, the world is reforming. As, as the key is in Christ resurrected from the dead. And so yeah, that's, Christ that's why, is dead. Huh? No, Sam, that's why it tells us that we have to have that anointed mind as the Christ, the creator that is within us. We have to act and move in that same aspect or we're going to get, you know, things that are in chaos instead of in perfect peace. 
Well, that's right. We remain in Babel, Beth Beth Lamed. We remain in the house of the Philistines between the two Hegelian dialectics. It's uh, the dialectics, rather. It, and we have to look at the every, you know, there's always a left path and a right path. And, like, for instance, when you come into the city, you come, what does Jesus say? It's harder than a rich man to get into the kingdom of God than it is for a, uh, how to, how a camel to get through the eye of the needle. Well, the needle is the needle gate. The camel, when you come into the city at night, night being a state of ignorance, the city is, of course, the, the higher archetypes of thought in God is Jerusalem. You have to come through the, the needle gate. And if the camel is loaded down, it has to be unpacked, and the camel's got to get down on its knees and crawl through the gate, okay? And on the other side of that gate stand two guards, the two cherubim, which guard the way back to where? The Garden of Eden. And they have swords in their hands. And if you come through that gate, arrogant and full of pride, guess what they're going to do? They're going to chop your head off. Yes, sir. Okay, so uh, what's the? when you turn right, you have a choice. You can turn right or you can turn left. When you turn right... The first next gate you come to is the dung gate. Well, guess what you get to do? Everything you thought you knew was just a bunch of shit. Yeah. And you've got to leave it there. Yes. You've got to leave it there. And you say, all the religion and everything I thought I knew was all crap. Yes, sir. It tells okay. us that wise man changes his mind often, but a fool never does. But it also, and then you, everything yeah, that the creator created, it was in the beginning. Everything he created in past, everything he created in present, and everything he created in the future is happening right now at this very second, oh, yeah. very moment. And not only that, is that it doesn't come into a manifestation or start to come into manifestation until you put your mind on that possibility and what possibility you Check change. this out, you guys. But you are, remember, remember this. I, God has been showing me some things lately. Donaldson here, right? That yeah. There's two, two real quick things. Uh, that you, not only are you the living son of God, manifest, right? But no, also... No, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Okay, go ahead. We are, we are the God. We are the creator. Okay. We are the creator having having a experience, an experience in this three-dimensional. Well, Donaldson, consider what Jim is getting at is in in the analogy, thoughts are sons and daughters are desires. So so get this. If you go out, if you went out to the very edge of the one verse, would you find another God? In other words, Ask somebody, you say, where did God get the building blocks to create what is? And then no, you exactly. quickly realize that we right. are, our, our, our existence is inside of the, of the totalitarian body, the one body of, of God. Therefore, the kingdom of yeah. God is everywhere. So, Absolutely. so therefore, we are the thoughts and the desires uh, manifesting, yeah. and and yeah. therefore what we but we've been given our own and our own in this analogy on another level of Jacob's ladder is our Eve, which is our waking conscious mind, which serves us individually speaking, right? And and then he says that you know um, that's Eve, you know if you want to step down out of government and come down to the individual, that's our Eve. Okay, uh, you can even go to the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems, Adam and Eve, if you'd like it, however you want to do it, okay? 
you can go down to the single cell if you like. The same fractal because it's, it's so beautiful, the wisdom. And once you see the wisdom, it plays out on every rung of the ladder. Okay? But so when he says, I know my thoughts and my desires towards you, my thoughts and my desires, okay, is the thought of God separate from God? It, yeah, is, the, is the law of God? Can the king and the king's law be separate? Is not the king's law God, is the king's nature? Right. Is the nature of being and being separate? That's why it said the law of nature and nature is God. There is no such thing as a separation between the king and his law. The, and the that's king why and this, his law are more. It's a beautiful thing. That's why the state is such a beautiful thing. When you think about the people coming together to, you know, under under God's laws. I mean, I mean, it was a whole new form of government. And this is what makes America the most revolutionary form of government that have ever existed. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. America is beautiful. It, I mean, you know, and it's really, you know, I know people don't like to hear this, but I'm going to show you some things about the formation of America. Um, um, the, that system, that old system received a mortal wound, and they thought, uh, the world thought that they had done away with Rome and her, and her, and her priests okay, her, her, her military priests, uh, but in fact, they had come to America, and there was a, a general here named Andrew White, who was a, uh, um, I'll say it, excuse me, I'll just say it, even though I, I, he, he, was, he was a priest of a certain order, and I, I'll leave it at that, okay, Andrew White lived in the house, and the reason why they call it the White House is because Andrew White lived in that house, and they birthed this new order in a place called Maryland, Okay, and and so what you have now is the virgin is birthing this new this child, which is see now the child is the state of being, and so now you have Peter in Rome and Andrew in Maryland, and Peter and Andrew were what brothers, right? Yeah, and so okay, yes, Peter and Andrew were brothers. I don't remember, that's but correct. yes. So all right, so what I'm saying is like. There's a lot there that's playing out in front of people's eyes, but the people don't even know their history, much less being able to interpret, you know, parables from from book to book. And if they don't know their history, these things play out right in front of their eyes, right. but they can't understand it because they don't know anything about what they're looking at. I mean, all they right, yeah. Go ahead, keep yeah. going. So I mean, so it's really beautiful when you see it that way. But now I'd like to take you down to the individual. Okay, and I want to tell you that you're married. And if you will submit to the Creator, then Emmanuel will be birthed in you. And that state of being is your child. And that child in you is called David. And David is my beloved. In another place, he's called Benjamin. Another place, the son of my right hand, the son of my strength. And one day, David will return to you and call you father. And then you'll realize, who you are. Yes, sir. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I think that it's going to happen differently for everyone. Just because God is so imminently, uh, um, per, uh, like, um, expansive. You know what I mean? Like, like since, since I am the ears and eyes of the Most High, and as are you, you are the skin and the sensations of the, of the living water, and the living sun, right? I mean, all all things 
must come to the conclusion that they are one with the Father. Absolutely. That every knee is going to bow. Absolutely. There's, there's only one power. And when you come to the fact that most people see two powers because their religion sets them up for two powers, that is taking of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So when you come to realize there's only one power, period, there's only one power, and what part would you have him play? Would you have him stand adversary against you? Or would you have him, um, he says, those who hate me, and they and see, see it's, it's the story is told so that your carnal mind cannot see it. Your carnal mind gets all wrapped up in emotion and says, well, you know, if I hate God, it says he'll curse me to a you know, third and fourth generation. No, you cursed yourself because you turned your back away from the way of God. But those who love me that walk in my ways as I will bless to the thousandth generation, which is just another Hebrewism which says forever. Okay, so if you turn and walk in the way, you're going to bring blessings upon you and your house. Yeah, but at okay. the same time, if you don't, if you don't do that, you're going to wreak all kinds of ass whipping, so to speak. So who created who created the the ass whipping? The one who decided not to walk in the way. The one who said, "I'm going to walk adversary to the way," and therefore he is the maker of his own misdeed and let his liability be upon his own head. That's a constructive trust. That's a, called a trustee de son tour. The, the entire kingdom is built on trust, and you have two choices. You can trust in man and man's inventions and the external literalistic views of religion, which will lead you into one conclusion that every god out there is a bloodthirsty killer, okay? Or you can realize that the Armageddon that happens is when you you have a shift in thought, a paradigm shift in thought, and your yeah. mind is resurrected from a lower plane into a much higher plane of 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 looking at things. So you have a new heaven and a new earth, and he says, let thy will be done, which is done in heaven and mm. in earth. Man, that's beautiful. Because now, you know what? You're talking about the end of time. Go ahead. I just, I just wanted to no, say. No, 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 no. no. We're talking about today. I'm talking about now. I yeah. know, I'm but now, now, right. now but, is the end of time, though. Now is, that's is correct. the end of time. Yeah, but, but what, he, what he's saying is that the, you're you're listening to those preachers that tell you that you're going to go off to meet the Messiah, teacher, or Jesus in the heaven no, somewhere in the nebula somewhere, and that's but not Jim, the case. Jim, I, I see where you're going, Jim, but I don't perceive that of what he just said. What I perceive of him, and he can, he can, he can uh, set me right. But what I perceive in just saying is that when you come to that point in time, you realize that time is an illusion for you. That there is only the eternal now, and that you get up and you open up your front door and you say, "Lord, how are you going to present yourself to me today?" And and so there's just now, and there's just the grace of of what is presented to you during the day. Okay, there's just there's just the current condition which is right now. Is that yeah, there is no tomorrow. Right. What I'm saying is, yeah, this moment that has uh, we have been experiencing since we have been here um, is the eternal moment that you referred to earlier, sir. And yes. that's that same moment that has never gone anywhere. It's It's been here since creation, since whatever you want to call it, you know, since yeah. the origin yeah. of all of things. It's that same moment. And that's the be. one thing that if people recognize 
man, that changes everything. Really does. It has, it has to be because because God is, and everything that 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 the work that God did in Himself. I say Himself. Just please pardon me, because you have to understand that the fractal follows that the one who sows the seed is male. So I'm going to stick to that analogy, right? But the work that was done uh, was sown, and everything that is is now. And therefore, since we live, move, and have our being in God, then we are eternally in God, and God has no beginning or end. So we are currently in in this uh Yes. People would yeah. we are in the current now, and and that that's in concurrent. I'm, I'm in total accord with what you just said, Donalds, and that's uh, amen, brother. Yes, sir. We are immortal beings, just as the Creator, and we yeah, are every, we are everywhere present, just as the Creator. The thing is, with our individualized, you could say, way of thinking. As an individual, we're we're focused in on this three-dimensional aspect of what's before our eyes, when in reality, we're everywhere present at the same time, just as the Creator. Well, that's the story of uh, Samson and Delilah. Delilah Delilah (laughs) is the emotional body subject to the five senses. The five, you can say that because she made a deal with the five lords of the Philistines, therefore subject to the five senses, and she cuts the hair of Samson, and Samson is every man and woman. The hair is, of course, the spiritual um, thoughts that drop down from the higher realm down into yeah. the lower realm as they drop down towards the earth, so she cut off his strength. The, the yeah. he in the analogy is the prince that you just spoke about, um, Jim and and Samson therefore is the strong man, the strong mind, which is now made weak through the emotional woman who cut off his strength through the emotions. And in that particular analogy, as we go inward to the psyche, the emotions are never to rule the house. Wives submit yourself to your husband. The husband is the mind. The wife is the emotion. So therefore, in that analogy. The emotion is Leah, who's weak-eyed, and the spirit woman is Rachel, who is strong, vivacious. Okay, so you have Rachel over here crying because um, Saint Paul is saying, "I wish to present you as a chaste virgin unto the Christ." Okay, and not like the emotional woman Leah, who pops out babies like rabbits. Okay, so you go to Isaiah 54, 1, it says more are the children of the desolate one than are for the barren, and the barren stands weeping. Okay, because Mary, because our conscious carnal mind stands in the temple of God and says, I am God. I run the show down here. Didn't you see the movie The Matrix, The Subway? I am God down here. Right. Okay, well, well, when that happens, then, then Emmanuel cannot be birthed, the child, your child of promise. Abraham was promised a child, right? And get this, the beautiful thing that came to me last week. Abraham, take, Abraham, who is Abraham? Abraham is Judaism. Who is Isaac? Isaac is Christianity. Abraham takes his child up top of the mountain. He binds him to an altar, and he's ready to kill him. Okay, what does that mean? In the literalistic way, 
if you read the book in a literalistic way, it's death. That's what St. Paul said. The letter of the law was death. But the spirit, a substitution was made. The spirit, the divine blood, the, the divine, the blood of the lamb, divine truth was substituted. And, and that was the son that was given unto Abraham. He was willing to sacrifice the literalistic understandings and teachings because he wanted that divine truth more than anything. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So he said, I'm willing to leave all those in the outer court at the base of the mountain. He left his ass and his servants. That's his carnal mind. He said, you can't come here where I'm going. Okay, because St. Paul in the New Testament, Romans 8, 7, said the carnal mind is hatred against God. It is not subject to the law of God, neither can it be. So where's the preacher now? What's he left with? I mean, how's he going to put guilt on me now? That when his own book says the carnal mind is not subject to the law of God, neither can it be. Okay, so who's the, who's the abomination of desolation standing in the temple of God claiming to be God? That would be our carnal mind. Yes, sir. That has gone astray, and I come full circle now back to Eve, who decided that she was going to lay down and have sexual intercourse with this one called the, the, uh, the serpent in the garden. And sexual intercourse is nothing but a physical interpretation of a, of a non-literal or metaphysical meaning of this is how she brought forth her children in the thought realm. She wasn't true to her own husband. She went out and laid down with another fella. Can I ask so, you guys a question about blood over intent? Because there's been a huge, like, over the last, like, I guess history is about six months to two years. Movement of people on the Internet giving blood, like cutting themselves, and then writing, I intend to bring forth heaven and earth. For the benefit of all, you know, well, publishing it on the What's your thoughts on thing. that? Um, yeah. it's, it's a gross misunderstanding of, of um, truth. Oh, and and here's the thing. The, um, the, um, the book tells us, uh, well, it's not in the book. Life tells us that the life is in the blood. You, you run out of blood, you're going to run out of life, all right? The life is yeah. in the blood, okay? So the blood okay. is a symbol of energy, Okay. So, for instance, if you look at the $1 note, see, this is right in front of your eyes. I guarantee it. Most people have never seen this. You look at the $1 bill, the face of it. There's an altar on George's head. You fish out of the left side of the boat, you're endorsing the central banking system. And guess whose blood they're coming for? Your own. And when you file your 1040 return, which every good trustee is required to do at the end of the year to give his annual return on how he used the property, then they're coming for your blood, your energy, your labor, which is which is reflected in the potential energy stored in those notes, and you're going to have to give up a certain percentage of those notes because your blood, the blood of the Lamb, was not on your door in unity, in one, in, in the unity of the commonwealth of Christ. Rather, you did it in your own individual capacity. Therefore, that constitution, which is there for your protection, okay, is now warring against you at Article 1, Section 10 because... No state shall make any law which will abrogate the obligations under an existing contract. And since you decided to contract with a third party, guess what happens? You get to to give up your own blood to satisfy that covenant. Every covenant is made in blood. Your energy understands 
your word. Your word is your bond and your life uh, stands surety as a liability for your contracts, period. Nobody on the face yeah. of this earth or in heaven above ever has, has entered into a limited liability contract, ever. It's all here's one thing that's interesting to me, you guys, is that like as we proceed, progress being human beings and we get smarter and smarter and technology increases apparently, right? And we actually grow and learn, you know, not to do the same things that we used to do in the past that actually screwed up, screwed things up. So right now, the way I look at things is that when, when will language become the pivotal, um, the catalyst, you know, the, for, for human beings to propel themselves off the launch pad of freedom, you know, because in this country, you know, the freedom of speech is something that is protected and we shouldn't put it behind ourselves, you know, beyond ourselves to, to actually encompass the fullness of that freedom when we, when we respond or react to government. But you know at the what same time, said, the question yeah. that you're asking is a beautiful question, and it, it is so deep that the average listener can't even begin to grasp the depth of what you just asked. Okay, here's the thing: if if I create your language and I I um, make known the meanings of all the words in your language, therefore I am the creator and you are a mere user of that which has been created for you to use, therefore your mere use subjects your, you, by your mere use, you subject yourself to the creator of that language. Therefore, um, yes. have you not realized, I mean, I know you have, because I can listen to your speech, that it's the very words which come out of our mouth which bind us. That's why he said at Luke eleven fifty two, they began to provoke him so that they might seize on a word that came out of his mouth, okay? And here's the thing, is that uh, all of the language that we use today, and I mean all of it, has been prepared for us by, 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 other, uh, by those who created the state. Every bit of it has been prepared for us. And we use, it, we use it. And we we uh, then like for instance, and we use words like own, and we use like words like property, and people have. I'm telling you, I bet you I can go out and speak to a thousand people and ask them the definition of property, and that a thousand would have it wrong. Okay, property is just a law which acts on a thing. A property is nothing but who has the highest right to use a thing. So property is a, is, is a concept. Property is an idea. It's a thought. That's it. And that's all that it is. It's just who has the highest. And so ownership is different from property. Ownership means who has the um, um, – so let me go back a second. Property begs possession. Ownership um, begs who has the right of dominion. Okay, yeah. well, where does, where does dominion come from? Okay, dominion – comes from he who has made a claim, who he who has actually stood forth on the earth and staked the claim and said, I will steward this in the name of God. I am a chief husbandman here of the vineyard. 
in the earth, and I will steward it subject to God. Well, how many of the common men have you ever heard say that? They ain't yeah, got no clue what I just said. And the, this creator says he owns the earth and the fullness thereof, so he's the owner. So oh, <laughs> we just okay. But what did he say about the six-day man? The six-day man is the man who has been transformed from a natural estate. He is the, he has come forth through Esau, and he's now become Jacob. He has become the I am man. He is yeah. now the six-day spiritual man. And what did he say of the six-day man? Go forth and take dominion over all the earth. Therefore, he said of the six-day man, the spirit man, is to rule the carnal man. That's right. But eventually, when he becomes a celestial man and he comes to his rest and he comes to his true sabbatical, then the carnal man, Esau, and the spiritual man, Jacob, will hug each other's necks and weep and say, we needed each other. And guess what? Both of them are increased beyond belief. Okay, so eventually you'll come to a rest and you'll realize you need the outside as well as the inside. Okay, and and you'll realize the outside, your 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 natural man will have a beef against you because you will you will have grown so mightily in the spiritual context, but you you forgot your your natural context. You got so involved. That's just the nature of how things go. That's where they got the term peace. Can't you see it? The two fingers, the inverted V. You you yep. start at the natural and you would descend downward into Egypt. And you, then you arise out of Egypt. That's why he said, I called my son out of Egypt. Yes, sir. You're, you're the son. Yes. And What's beautiful so is that beautiful. You get the, the divine mind actually works in so many... Um, I love the title of the show, by the way. You know... Because this dialogue is 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 definitive of the divine mind and its 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 attributes, which are you and me, but we are merely my you know microcosm in the grand scheme of things. Well, that's right. I'm, I I might be the big toe, Dawson. You might be the big thumb. You might be the thumb on the right hand. I'm the big toe. Well, guess what happens if you take a hammer and hit my big, hit your big toe? I'm gonna scream bloody murder, and the head's gonna get around to doing something about it, right? So we all need each other. We all yeah. need each other. So Damn right. We need the thumb. We need the pinky. We need the big toe. And uh, and so um, you know when we start getting around. To considering, see, every cell in one man's body is exactly analogous. Like, for instance, you've got a head, you've got an arm, you've got a hand. Aren't these not, not analogous to the states, the islands, the, the continents? Okay, and they're all subject to what? One head. There's not two heads. There's one head. Okay, so, there's, so when the grand man or the pattern man, who is Jesus Christ, is reunified, and everybody comes back to unity, which is what you were saying before, Donaldson, correct? I mean, we're on the same page there, right? As everything starts to realize that there is the one power, period. There are no two powers in the heavens. There is no adversary with God. As if God is there some war? It's ridiculous. No. But there is an adversarial thing happening in between your, your two ears, and who can deny it? Who can't deny that they haven't been trying to do something one day and a thought came in and said, you sure you can do that? You know, you, you you sure are you worthy of that? You know, I mean, you and know God, and God wants you to know that the power is not outside of yourself either, you guys, because yeah, exactly. you know, there is no power outside of you. The power is within you, and uh, 
what people don't understand is that divine creator, uh, he's thinking all these infinite possibilities, okay? And were those possibilities becoming manifest? Beautiful. Everything, there's no, there's not a million microcosms or whatever you want to call it. It's, there's nothing but one. And we're all yeah, parts but, of it. But we're, we're just but, the thoughts of the creator being manifest in all these here infinite possibilities. Okay, whether we use yeah, it for but, the but, right but, or for the wrong. But there's one thing that's really important, though, Jim, and that's that we, if we choose to go opposite, in our Eve nature, if we choose to run opposite than the way of being, then by that choice we bring, we become a trustee and port in regard to the, how heaven, how the kingdom of God sees things, and therefore we bring, now I know I'm externalizing it for a second, but just grant me some brevity, because it's an internal kingdom. Jesus said the kingdom is within you. But if we make the choice to go opposite of the way of life, then what do we bring on our head? Death. And that's what he said in, in Psalm 82. If you do that, then you shall die like one of the princes. That's true. But the thing is, if we choose to do that, then we choose to ignore that divine possibility or that divine law that he set forth from the beginning, because it's going to happen with or without us, either we're going to choose to get online, the main line, if you want to call it, with that creator and uh, conform to his divine laws and rules, or if we don't, what happens? He quits thinking about you and you're gone. Well, but but in, I like to tell people, I know everybody likes to point the finger outside of themselves and says it's them who did it to us, but in reality... Every single one of us has the choice to turn back this very moment back toward the way of life and walk ye there in it. And and at that point, the, everything changes. Everything changes at that point. So, yes, sir. There, there, is, there is no tomorrow. It's always today. Tomorrow never comes. We're always living in the now. That's why the scripture says today is the day. And amen. now is the accepted time. There is no tomorrow, and no, no one can say there will be a tomorrow. I know we tell people, we'll see you tomorrow, believing that that'll come forth and we're speaking it forward, but the thing is, no one knows the hour or the day when, you know, when the Messiah, or you could say the Creator says, okay, it's your time. And that's only well, in His power. You know, I, I have a friend of mine who's... Um, um, he affiliates himself with um, uh, with the Israel state, and it's really I, I don't you know for me I've come above that. I don't really affiliate myself with with different states. I, I can't get down with going and killing anybody for any reason. Period. Um, and I say for any reason, if somebody's trying to come in and, and do harm to my family, I'm going to do what I need to do to protect my family. But I can't go kill somebody on behest of some banking interest. I can't do it. Um, no, I agree. Even even animals. I've gotten to the point now where I don't like to eat uh, animals anymore because it's just senseless killing. But, you know, it's... Oh, man. So many thoughts flood my my mind, and and it's hard for me to get out, you know, from point A to point B. But if I had one message, man, I think we're all in agreement here, is that 
if we would submit to this internal kingdom and this in, internal anointing, then beauty and joy and peace and happiness will will birth in us because we'll be doing our purpose. We'll be focused in the one thing that gives us our purpose. And when we do our purpose and serve other people, then we can be happy. I don't believe mankind will ever be happy. You can give mankind trillions and trillions of dollars in increase, and the man will still kill himself to commit suicide. He will never be happy until he does his purpose. Absolutely. The man's talking about healthy self-centeredness and drinking from the living water. Listen to what you just said, brother. You said, uh, you know, if we turn within to that divine creator essence that's within all of us, doesn't he say if we do that, that he will lift us up? Yeah. You know why? Because we're actually, we're the Eve now submitting to our husbandman Yes. The first Adam, the first Adam is the archetypal man, okay, yes. before he went to sleep in all of man. In other words, mm-hmm. the first emanation of the all is the Christ, okay? Yes. So, uh, so therefore, before he went to sleep in all of man and laid down in all of mankind, um, so now we have the living in Christ and the dead in Christ today. Those who haven't yet been awakened, of course, are the dead in Christ. But here's the interesting thing is that, when we are awakened, then we can submit to it, and we can allow our husband, as we purify the temple, as we go in there and throw the money changers out of the temple, the mind, throw out those thoughts of, oh, you know, if I did this and that, compromise, throw them out. Okay, they have to, all the, this is the story of um, the war when, when Moses and them, they, they won the war, and Moses says, all the men kill every one of them. All the women who have known a man, kill them all. And then all the women who have not, all the young girls who are virgins, keep them for yourselves. Now, is Moses a pedophilia? Is he into pedophilia? Or just perhaps Moses is your rational mind, and the men are your carnal thoughts, and he's saying kill them, kill all the women, the desires who have, who have laid down with your carnal mind because they produce nothing but desolate children. Kill them. Kill all, but the women... The little girls, the desires in the upper house that are virgin. Remember, Lot had two virgin daughters who have yes. not known a man. Keep them for yourself. And Lot yes. went up into the mountain, and what did he do? He intercoursed those two virgin daughters for himself in the mountain, and children were birthed unto them. The children are states of being, and the virgin yes, daughters are desires archetypes of God. Of, yeah, they're archetypes of all we're to understand, know, and do. Within ourselves. Yeah, you know that one that one saying that all the preachers quote to you, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, and then they, they, they quit right there because they don't understand the verse. And they, then they keep on and said, because thou hast rejected knowledge, thou shalt be no priest to me, and I shall reject thee and thy children. They don't like to go there, okay? But <laughs> the, the knowledges of God are the archetypes of Israel. The higher archetypes in God is Israel. The archetypes yeah. of thought in God is Israel. Okay, Israel as in all 12 houses, as in all 12 cranial nerves, all 12 cities of, of thoughts and desires that are built in you. Those are, that are specific to you. And the beautiful yes. thing is, is that, Dawson, you're an individual. Jim, you're, I'm an individual. And each one of us is different. So we have our, the nature of our cities are a little bit different. And that's the beauty of it because he says in Isaiah chapter 6 in the last verse, it shall be like a terebinth tree or an oak tree, and the holy seed remains 
in them. In a sense, it's like breadcrumbs leading you back home. Yes. It's a tent. It's a remnant which, which you can now follow back home. Or yes. if you want to go external, if you want to listen to the external folks, it's the people who, who now know the truth that are coming forth and teaching the truth, and they're leading the people back into the way. Okay? The, the people need a Moses type to lead them. Okay? Because if you have fallen into uh, duality, in other words, you've fallen only into the understanding of the earthly archetypes, then who, how are you going to come to understand the heavenly archetypes unless a teacher comes along and shows them because you Let have no need? Let me ask you a question because blood, blood has always been a symbol throughout my education with religion and Recently, I came across the Blood Over Intent community online. I don't know if anyone on the call has, but if not, I highly recommend Google it, check it out. It may or may not be what you're interested in, but I I was wondering what 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 is this connection? Okay, you know, with the water and the blood. blood. Yeah, blood, blood. The connection is the intent. Whatever you set, put your intent on within the mind, the spiritual, uh, that's what it is. It don't have nothing to do with the blood. Well, and, you know? and, and not physical blood, no. But uh, it, it's like, for instance, like you look at the crucifix, right? And they show Jesus on the cross with his arms up, and his arms and the bottom leg of the cross form a triangle, right? So you're looking at what what is, what is um, if you look at the... Uh, the Sephiroth, right? You have at the top, you have Keter, and you have Hokmah, and you have Binah, and underneath the first leg, you have a hidden Sephiroth called Da'at. Okay, Da'at is knowledge, right? Now, so Keter, the crown, uh, wisdom, and understanding, Binah is understanding, and Da'at is the hidden sphere. Okay, Da'at is the crucifix. Okay, that's the place where Christ is crucified in you. The Da'at is a Dalit, Ayan, and a Tav. The Tav is the cross, the circle on top of the cross, and I'm sure you've seen the circle of the triangle right there. And there's so when you look at a picture the of the crucifix, you're looking at da'at, you're looking at gnosis or knowledge. Okay? And here's the thing to the literalistic world, all they see is the literalistic man on a cross, okay? But when you are resurrected in your mind, you come up and you see that, hold on a minute. This is knowledge. This is ascending from Christ Jesus into Jesus Christ. Okay, this is a resurrection of my mind. This is a being, a rebirth from a natural state into a spiritual state. And well, so when you say a lot, water, people, a lot of people are putting a lot of emphasis on the one they're calling Jesus in the physical man. The physical man was just a man like you and I are. Like he said, I can do nothing of myself except what I see the Father do or the creator aspect within us do. He says he was no different than you and I are. Like he said, he was nothing special. He he brought the knowledge. That's true. But the thing is... is but he also he, shed his blood, he, according he, to the story. Well, yeah, but it ain't got, it's not about the blood. 
I'm telling no. you, it's not about the blood. Uh, okay. Now, 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 hold on let me here. finish what I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that the uh, he said he's the first of many brethren. There's there's other people that come forward that are you would call them a, a Jesus Christ, so to speak. That don't mean their name is Jesus Christ, but they're just like him because they're brain. They're bringers and teachers of knowledge. I mean, we That's have right. modern-day messiahs now. It's not got nothing to do with the physical man. Sure, he That's died. Right. On, that that man died on the cross, but he, he didn't. But a lot of people don't know that he's buried in Kashmir uh, in India. He lived to be 109 years old, the one they're calling Jesus. Well, I mean, you know, the letter of the law, a history in politics is nothing. You're caught in the dialectics and doesn't help any man. You're caught between arguments and there's no proof made in an argument. You just you say, no, there, no I'm not, I'm not arguing. There is proof that there is a man there because they have a, they have a what do you call it, a, a, a prince or king that's buried over the top of them to keep people from digging them up. Okay, great. But the but the blood in regard to divine truth. Now I see. Okay, baptism in regard to water. I'm washing myself and purifying the temple. I'm removing the thoughts and the affirmations. I'm, I'm affirming my status and I'm cleaning the temple in the water. And the blood is the sealing of the temple. And and and, and uh, nine four Revelation nine four. Those who have the seal of God in their forehead have come to the rest because they now are operating in the kingdom of God under under grace and spirit. So there's your said, spirit but and water. Mine is on the blood. It's the, it doesn't have nothing to do with physical blood whatsoever, whether when they call Jesus dying on the cross or not. It ain't got nothing to do with that blood. That blood was no different than you and I other than, uh, well, it does. It, he had the blood of kings in him. That that's the only difference, you know. The well, that's right. Because otherwise, I mean, look, if I go back and I read Noah, and you tell me about some guy who built an ark who rode on the water, so what do I care? Well, I mean, some dude lived a long time ago. So, but you know, if you start telling me about my psyche and how this is a story about my psyche and how this is the truth in regard to rebuilding a temple which has become desolate, then that makes sense to me. And now this is the divine truth which is now placed on my lentils. My lentil is my, the lentil is the top of the door. The, the top of the door will be my forehead and what's behind the forehead, my brain, my thoughts are sealed at, with the, the blood, the top of the door. And we're going to get to the Passover. And also Excellent. on the posts, what are the posts? The posts hold Thank up the you. house. The house is held up in my hands. My hands reflect my labor. Well, what about those who don't have this sealed on their post and their, and their lentil? They have a mark of another system, okay? And they have it first in their wear, their hands, and second in their wear, their forehead, their brain, their thoughts. So it's a system built on trust. And yeah, the entire system that, is on trust. But it says if you're guilty of one point of the law, you're guilty of the whole thing, and you can't you can't mix half physical and half spiritual in a in a spiritual kingdom. That's what I'm getting at. That's why I'm yeah. saying 
that I and what I'm saying is just like the seven seals of revelations. Everybody said, well, like it says, there ain't no man found in heaven and earth that was found worthy to open it except the Lamb of God. Can you tell me who that Lamb was? Well, it's got to be the one who's in the uh, in the temple. So uh, okay. if I'm the temple, then, uh, you know, so I agree. That's why Paul and I think Second Corinthians chapter 5, it's first or Second Corinthians chapter 5, says we no longer regard Christ after the flesh. Rather, you know, he's the pattern man. He's the man that, you know, in regard to the spiritual archetypes of what we are to pattern our consciousness and our way of being okay. and way of but, life. But, but the, the one that when, what I'm trying to say is they're only saying, according to Revelation, that it has to do with Jesus. It don't. That's each and every man that's born here on earth. The only that's right. one that, the only yeah. one that can open up your your the seven seals, so to speak, and you gotta you can go to India and find out what those seven seals are, even. They're your chakras, your energy centers within your body. You're the only one that can uh raise them. No one else can. Through your understanding and knowledge of the Creator, that's the seven seals the Revelation is talking about. Well, yeah, real quickly, can I interject real quick with something, if you don't mind? Uh, yeah. and, and and that is merely this: that I I'm of the breed where I don't believe that I'm my my spirit is separate from my physical, like even. Like this, like it. The spirit that is in me is the spirit of God. Yes. Not my spirit, God first separate. of all. It's so. So I don't have a spirit that could be separate from my body. This is God's spirit, and I'm I'm actually here experiencing for a greater power. I'm no, not no, doing, no, 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 no. You're experiencing. I'm giving my whole life. I'm, I I donate my entire blood, all of my life and experience to the Most High. Well, the Most High is that divine creator life essence that's in us. Because when it decides to leave, there ain't nothing you or I can do about it. It just leaves. And all I'm saying is when people, we have to awaken to that divine truth instead of quit mixing the so-called scriptures with this and that and everything else and mixing the literal with the spiritual. It's written down in a story, in idioms and metaphors and things. It's a story and archetypes to where we can understand what the Creator is truly really all about. Even Mother Nature shows us. I mean, with the animals and the trees and everything else. But we're trying to make it into something so whatever. And it's... I hear you. I hear you. I, mean, I, I get you, but I mean, let's let's hear what this other man. What is, what's up, bro? Dawson, I have to just say I I agree 100% what you're saying. When you come to realize that 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 the, what it says, Christ Jesus, you've made the two one now. The flesh and the spirit are connected in one body. There aren't two powers. There's one power, and so the two have become one. So I, I get where you're coming from. Absolutely. It's a total transformation. When you're saying Jesus Christ, 
And I know they put that in there. That was put in there by the Catholic Church. That was put in there by the Catholic Church. Because the only thing where you say Christ, it's actually in the text, ancient text, it's Christ. And Christ means anointing. Anointing, yeah, inner anointing is... uh... That's that's what it is. Verse twenty-seven. Yeah, and well, like if you look at, I mean, uh, Michael Joseph, you know this that uh, the name Jesus Christ means Zeus, 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 Jupiter, Peter, Victorious, Paul, Invictus, the Invincible Son, S U N, or you could say S O N too. But I'm just saying, it's that enlightened, enlightened, anointed. It's within us when we come to that awakening within us of who we are and the purpose of why we're here is to give reverence and praise to that almighty creator essence that's right. in us, letting us move forward in this three-dimensional aspect to understand himself as well as us, as well as, right. as us playing the play, so to speak. Life is a play, and we're all the actors in it. That's basically what we are. The the creators having you you can Mike can say it like this: the creators having a dream, and we're all the actors in it. We're playing out every infinite possibility that he created from the very beginning with the thoughts of the creator being manifest is what it is. Well, when I think of worship. You know, when I look at my son and I teach my son how things, you know, about life, it pleases me when he when he takes my teachings and he implements my teachings and walks that way. He walks in those teachings. You know, I don't think there's any other higher form of worship but to trust that what you're being told is truth and walk in that way and structure your life after that path and. And so when I think about when he um, the days come and now are that God desires us to worship in spirit and in truth, I interpret that to mean uh, walk in the way and walk according to that way and structure your life according to the way of you know of God. That's that's uh, there is no higher form of worship in my in my um, contemplation. Brother, I agree with you. One hundred percent. There ain't a day that goes by, from the time I go to sleep to the time I wake up, that I that I don't utter praises unto the Almighty. Even if I'm working or whatever I'm doing, it's constantly one hundred percent, all the time, every time, all the time, on the Creator. Absolutely, and giving thanks. Don't forget about giving thanks, you guys, because you know when we're eating our food, and, absolutely, you know, absolutely, you know. That's a very important okay. part of it. I taking it into my conscience more. I have a question. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, that's that's why you know. With go ahead, Jim. Sorry. Go ahead, Jim. All I'm saying is that, and I'm not I'm not trying to boast myself. I'm not trying to do nothing. But I, believe me, I I endeavor to walk a daily second, daily minute, millisecond, whatever you want to call it, with that Creator within me. And um, all I can say is, I mean, that he's he's forever true. He's on time all the time, always. I mean, and and we can choose, like you said, to ignore it or whatever and just don't do it. 
But the thing is, I mean, the past. Uh, let me back that's up a little. Question uh, on that point. Over, over these past uh, ten years. Interrupt it all. Uh, Donaldson knows me. This is uh, phase one. Um, hey, phase one. Let let you want to let him finish and then ask your question. Oh, sure, of course. All right, all go I, ahead, Jim. All I was saying is that, and I can I can only go by what the creator's done for me, okay? I mean, and I, I listen to what other people, and that lifts me up, too. Right. But I, I know without any doubt in my being that that creator essence is absolute and that it is, I mean, true, as true as true can be. I mean, it's been, I know, going on 10 or 12 years now. I haven't oh. worked, I haven't done a lot of things. And that creator's taking care of me and my family every step of the way. When there was yeah. no way, it was put there for us. In ways more than we can ask or think of. Yeah, he says, don't take no thought. Just know that he is and he's a rewarder of them to diligently seek okay. him and serve him. And oh, all I'm saying, and I, everybody, I know everybody's got a way to think the way they think. This is this is phase one, everyone, and I think he's going to have something, some deep insight. So pay attention. I, I will. Well, hey, wait a minute. What are you? Who is this? My name's Aaron. I'm in uh, Northeast Texas, um, and I follow Donaldson. I follow a bunch of people, but um, along those lines, like sir, you were just saying about the uh, the sacredness. Relationship and my relationship with, let's say, a creator. We we call it God on this show. That's okay. Well, yeah, he's known by many names. That's right. Now, when it comes to that sacredness and that personal relationship and that divinity, you could call it. Um, when. When you talk to God, and, and you don't have to answer directly, but maybe just, you know, around about, but when you talk to God, do, does does God know your name? Did, did you tell, when you speak... That doesn't have nothing to do with... Well, when you speak privately, though, you God knows who you are, Right. Your God. Like I said, you don't have to answer directly or anything, but... The creator essence knows everything. He knows everything about you more than you know yourself. That's right. That's right. And and that is a sacred... That's part of the sacred relationship there, is that you... That, that sacred relationship that you're talking about is being honest with yourself mm-hmm. and your fellow man. Mm-hmm. Well, but okay. not, I, I don't have to be honest. When I talk to God, I, I'm not surrounded by my fellow man. I'm I'm only on a one-on-one with the one I believe. And uh, well, let me ask you a question: Who do you think you are? Uh, I I am who I am, and that's that's a very simple answer to that question. And well, I, I understand that, but. We are the creator having an experience is what we are. 
Okay, if, on that, this this is what I'm getting to is on those same lines. Um, at, at what point would I subject or subverse myself to another man? Hey, who, hey, can I? I like the answer. Who holds that same point of view that you do? That we we are the divine, right? You know. Can I can I um answer um that Go ahead, Joseph here. Um, I think what you're describing, face one, is that is that the handle? Face one, is that right? Face one? Yeah, you can call okay. me Aaron. Aaron's fine. Oh, Aaron. Okay, sorry, you did say Aaron. Okay, Aaron. I think what you're describing is the difference between the uh, the Le- Levitical priesthood and the Melchizedek priesthood. Uh, in the Levitical priesthood, you have a, a trustee who stands, you know, individual in the gap. Um, Okay, and what you have here is sort of that's modeled after the uh the um you know, if you look at where the Levite the Levites inherited the suburbs, the cities, uh is what the Levites and so you're 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 talking about this individual type of thing. But when Melchizedek dawns, when you go through the Armageddon um within and you go through the, the battle in the Valley of the Kings and Melchizedek comes with the cheese and the wine, then you can now take Holy Communion because now you don't contemplate the I, you contemplate the we. And so in the spiritual realm, you first create in the spiritual realm and and consciousness will work to bring about that reality. So um, in reality, once you see it and create in the spirit realm, it doesn't matter what Caesar's world is up to. It, it doesn't matter one bit because you have brought forth in the spirit realm and now you come to your wrist. It's kind of like if you go into a woman and deposit seed into her, you cannot go back into her womb and do anything to make that child be birthed. There is a gestation period of um, of 40 weeks that has to occur. That's a sabbatical time in which the man rests before the child comes forth. Okay, my mom's about to die, and I, I'd like to address some of your points because you're you're really making very good points, but you're making a lot of them which need to be addressed. Um, doesn't uh, Jesus? I'm not a big scriptural guy, but doesn't he say, uh, "You shall know me by my name," right, or something? Well, like his, but his name is his nature; it's his um, way of being. When you go look okay, at that name, name now, now here's what character. I want to get to. Here's what I want to get to, and Donaldson might uh, know about this and expand if my phone dies, is that when we give our name, which is on the level we're talking about here, is a private nature between us, our religion, our creator. When we give it out to another man who thinks they have the authority to use it, when we voluntarily give it, no, no, he doesn't think. Isn't he has that it. blasphemy in the name of our Creator, right there? Who, uh, who, who yes. respects the name? Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, yes. yes. Would you ask before you yield? Is, did you say is it blasphemy? Uh, well, I don't even know what that word means, but you know what I mean. Like, isn't that not slapping? Uh, let's. I'll, I'll use myself, my Creator, in 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 its face. When I yes go out no. and give my name to ask for authority or, or something to do oh, something, yes. definitely yes. Uh, it would just be the hugest thing in the world, which is which is totally against all the scripture that the the previous gentleman uh, just cited. 
you know. Okay, hold on a minute. Showing respect to persons, yada, yada. Right, that makes sense. Now, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Your name is, the moment you give me your name, you've given me a power of attorney to act in your stead. Okay. Not in the religious world. Not in my not in my relationship with my God. I haven't right. Well, in when in when you go to um, when somebody okay, for instance, if I ask you a question and you answer the question, you've you've implied that I have authority over you. Else, why answer the question? Okay, if you say if you come forward and rebut the presumption. Of authority, and you say, but now I'm, you're moving into the legal world. Well, what if you're my neighbor and you ask me, "How are you doing?" And I say, "Good, Bob. How are you?" Um, I'm not as good. Sun's out. Let's go. Let's go do some farming. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not moving into the legal world because the legal world contemplates property. I'm contemplating authority. And and if you, since if you have not entered into your status of creator and 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 developed your authority the spiritual man takes dominion over the earth and you the, the spiritual man also cannot realm in the legal world at all do, do you understand the difference there that the the good book was trying to tell us was there is a clear distinction between caesar and belief um Right. What I what I'm saying uh, to you is that the, that Caesar has no no bind on the on the spirit man at all. Until you give Caesar your name, and hey, then, there's a, then there's a death. Well, first of all, it's it's Caesar's name. Rather, until you use Michael, Caesar's we're getting name. off topic here. About you know what? This, this, this comes right back around you guys to blood over intent. Because if you really uh, think well, about it, about giving your name, we don't agree with that. I'm going to mute well, everybody. Okay. Okay. This this is my call, and I like I said, it's going to be done orderly. Or um, I think Phase One was making some excellent points. Both people were talking on some very deep subject well, matter. No, you and, need to stop talking over people, and so does he. Okay, this is my call, and we're getting off topic. Okay. Thank you for the call. Thank, Thank you. you. We're trying to get. We're trying to talk about something here, not about blood over intent and everything else. Okay. You know, we told you we don't uh, we don't believe in that. It ain't got nothing to do with the blood. You can do that sure, if you I'm want just to. Everybody that has as a new. Everybody has a free to choice ex- to do it. The whole thing yeah. is to be able to explain. You know, the, the the divine mind is willing to accept other personalities as being able to explain the multi-dimensional universe in their own individual way. And the multi-dimensional I see universe. Uh, I see you. Okay, you see me. So what's, what are you trying to say there? That I actually observe your style of doing things, and I respect your opinion and your thoughts and your words, and when you speak, I, re- I, I listen. So I was well, referring to the gentleman, on. Andrew, or whatever his name is, Aaron. Uh, you know, when uh, Michael Joseph was telling him, you know, about, he was saying about the name, if you come in his name and ask, the creator don't go by names, Bob, George, Fred, or Harry, or anything like that. When the scripture's talking about the name and his name, in the scripture, when, when 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 the creator said, I am that I am, that is his name, 
It's not a physical name like Bob, George, or Fred, or Gary, or whatever. It means his nature. His nature is a loving nature. It's a good nature. It's it's a it's a many other things. It's it doesn't say that personal, about nature and all that. It says, "You shall know me by my name." Okay, look up the word name. You got a dictionary? Look up the word point, name. Point. You're going to find out it means nature. I, I won't your your nature, your characteristics. Like when uh, you know, a lot of people ask me, "What's my name?" I tell them, "My name is Jane." Okay. That, that, what does that mean? All, the reason my father gave me that name because I had his likenesses and his characteristics like he had. I had his genes, so therefore I did things like he did. I had, you know, in certain ways he did things. I ended up doing them those same ways. I had characteristics of my father. It means the nature and the characteristics thereof. It don't mean a literal name like James or George or Fred or Frank. It, that's not what the Creator is saying. I'm not trying that's to right. be a but, but that's, I mean, just look it up. I'm not telling you uh, because it's there. It's going to tell you it's the nature of the Creator. And he told us his nature was love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, if we show those things, then people know that we that we're obeying the Creator's laws and doing His will. I think. I think. Yeah, I don't. When I, when I go to the Creator, I don't say, "Hey, you know, God," or "Hey, Jesus," or "Hey, Fred," or whatever. I don't do that. Jim, Jim, Michael Joseph here. I think that the speaker is really getting at the right of self determination and standing before God to make a to make a claim in providence under God to steward the earth. And and if you don't do that, then you're basically living in the the dream or the the testament of of a dead man that established a state of being uh, long before you arrived here. And and the state of being is the way of life, which was birthed, and people call it America or the American way or whatever. Um, The American dream, it's sometimes called, which speaks to exactly what I'm talking about. And... So, um, but nevertheless, there is this physical realm and there's a spiritual realm, and you can you can create in the spirit realm, and when you do, uh, you walk on water, and in Peter, which is your you know carnal mind, if you will, um, as long as you keep your eyes on Christ, you can walk on water, and the waters which thou saw are the peoples, nations, and tongues of the world. So. Caesar's world doesn't bind you at all. The spirit man is unbound by Caesar's world um, and can create outside of it and can remain outside of it in regard to his uh, mental archetypes. Uh, Does he give his name to Caesar? No. Caesar has already got names created and sealed them on his own uh, manor rolls. And when people make a use of Caesar's names, they bind themselves to that law boundary. Does that in any way shape or form bind the spirit? No, it binds the body. Okay, and so Donaldson makes a good point about the body and the spirit becoming one and rising above that to even higher level, but one who would have to do that would have to make a a claim in self-determination to create a new state of being in the earth. In other words, he becomes Mary and births a new state. All right, um, 
I'm telling you, I know how to do Excellent. this. Excellent. Oh, my God. That was perfect. You said it great. But I'm telling you, 99.999% of the people that will hear this call will have no idea what I'm talking about. Because the right of self-determination, if they listen to it carefully, you'll realize it's a right, and a right is property lodged in a higher estate and therefore subject to a higher power. And therefore, the higher power, what most people can only see is a king, but there's an emperor. And people don't understand that the emperor holds many kingdoms. And the <laughs> higher power the higher power holds the right of self-determination in international law. So they think they've come out of it up to the to create a new state only to find that they're subject to an even higher power. Okay, the one who holds the right of self-determination in international law is the emperor. And you can find him in Rome. Okay, and he and who is the emperor subject to? The emperor is subject to God. All souls are subject to the higher power, period. There's only one power, and that is God. Well, the question is, what's your role? And, you know, like they say in the movies, know your role, right? And walk, walk that way in it. And, you know, um, not everybody is born with an intellect to even grasp even a tenth of what we just said. In fact, most people can't even grasp a tenth of it, much less the idea of creating a new state. How do you do that? All right, well, I know how to do it. You do it in the spirit. And and it's like what Gamaliel and the boys, they said to Paul, they said, if God be in it, you better not stand against it, boys. Let's sit back and, let's sit back and watch and see if God's in it, because if God's in it, it won't fall. Okay. But if God is not in it, it's going to fall. Okay, so look at every claim. Look at every claim. The Pope made his claim. What did he make it? It's called Unum Sanctum, right? We've read it. And the, and the testamentary, the, tri- the triple crown? Oh, yes, we know all about it. Yes. Okay, and so we look at that claim. He made the claim in scriptures. He made it under providence. He made it in God. Where else can he claim but in God? For God says, all the land is mine, and ye are mere sojourners in it with me. So, therefore, we have to claim in providence under God and in God. And therefore, if God be in it, it'll stand. For God doesn't send out beggars. We don't beg. We We don't sit here and say, please, can you please give us some money to support our, you know, newfangled jangle? No, God didn't send out beggars. So if God be in it, let no man stand against it. For what God has put together, let no man put asunder. So if we submit ourselves to the Father, that's why he said in Hosea, I shall take away thy mother, for I am not her husband, because she has played the harlot. So the only way to go to restoration is return to the true way of being, and then we will slowly be restored. And here's the thing. The causes which set forth the effects which we now receive today were set in motion hundreds, if not thousands, of years ago. And the reality that we deem to come into existence for our progeny will be set in in place today. But men have to make the conscious choice to turn back towards the way of life. And that's it. Stepping off my soapbox, Jim. I've about gone as far as I want to go. He yielded. That was excellent. And 
Yeah, we've Very been well. on here a little over two hours now, and usually I don't carry it that far, but, I mean, we got in a conversation here about many things, and uh, I went over the, you know, what I normally do, which is good. I mean, y'all had a reason for it or it wouldn't have happened. So, uh, Amen. Well, I hope we made some peace tonight here that, um, you know, we all want peace. We all want to sit down in love and leave our doors unlocked and windows unlocked. But, you know, someone's got to get out there and sacrifice and be the one who gives it himself so that, uh, you know, other people can come to see a new paradigm, you know. So that's what we're doing. So everybody on the call, you know, kudos for coming to the call, all right? Yeah, I understand that. But the thing is, I mean, you know, the the Creator tells us His kingdom is the spiritual kingdom, but everybody's trying to mix the physical, earthly uh, realm with the spiritual kingdom, and you can't do that. The you know the spiritual kingdom guides the the physical kingdom, and that's why the world system's in the situation that it's in now. Man is running to and fro by his own thoughts. He's like a schizophrenic person that got multiple personalities they don't see what's really going on i mean they're they're trying to gain power for themselves to where they can be noticed by people that you know it says let god be true and every man a liar and it tells us that you know we must decrease that he may increase and but it's just the opposite with mankind they want everybody to look at them look what yeah. i know look what i done look what i can do I mean, you need to follow me because I know it all. I don't. I'm learning every day. I don't. I don't know uh, everything. I mean, I listen to what everybody says, and I take what they say, and I go check out what they say to see if it's right or not. And if it's right, I'll put it in my bag of jewels. But if it's not, I'm gonna toss it to the wayside. I mean, I, I, the way I follow the Creator, I'm not saying that, you know is my own way. But, I mean, but so far it's been true, absolute, 100% down the line since I've been a young boy, and it's never changed. It's just got better and better and better. And all I'm saying is we got to quit putting the literalism with the spiritualism. You know, God is a spirit. He's a mind. He's a, an intellect and understanding. And it's real. Even though you can't see it, it's there. Otherwise, none of this would manifest. Okay. Well, let me... Can I give you a quick thing before you jet? Like, the air out of my... That I'm breathing in, like, I can't see it. But it's... If if I didn't have it, I'd be dead. And so that lets me know right there that the air is part of who I am and what I am. I'm bigger than my body. So that's God. God works in this place. This place was created by the most high creation. And as as an aspect of it, I think the best approach to take is that humble approach, you know, where we're just, we're just this microscopic thing. Like here we are, we're living as a vessel for the most high and then just give all praises to the, the most, to the most high. Why are you doing that? I, I just want to. Ask, I'm asking an honest question. Why, why give my praise? Why praise the Most High for my pr- existence? No, 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 no. 
No, I, and I didn't mean it like that. What I'm saying is that, you know, why are you coming at from, from that perspective? Because the divine creator, doesn't he call you a son? And you're sons and daughters of the ever-living? It says we can boldly go to the creator. When When my dad was alive, you know, I didn't have to get down on my knees or bow my head and go to my dad being afraid of him or anything like that. I, I just went up and, hey, dad, what, you know, blah, 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 you know, and whatever I needed to ask him or if I needed something from him, he if he could do it, he always done it. And if he couldn't, he would tell me that. And all I'm saying is we got all these different scenarios of how to approach the creator and how this and how that. And that, you know, I understand the creator is absolute and he's the, the all of all and he's the he he's the magnificence of everything that is. But all I'm saying, but he didn't say we have to be afraid of him and look at ourselves lower than that. He said we could, right. that we're, we're part of that creator. We got, I mean, you know, we can boldly go to the, he said nature is, uh, itself would teach us. And we know that by our mothers and fathers. We know that they loved us with all their hearts. And they would do anything for us. That so we could boldly go to them. We didn't have to, you know, look at it any other way. I mean, there may be people out there, I can't say that because some parents don't treat their kids right. But, But you know what I'm talking about. The concept is there. It's all how we view it and see it within ourselves. If, if, uh, well, let me put it this way. When I was younger, I don't know if it was a complex or what it was when I was younger. And, I mean, somebody would look at me and start talking to me. I would, you know, I wouldn't say anything. I would just, you know, like go into myself, sort of. You know, it was kind of like an invert, but I'm not. And then as I got older and that, and uh, and reading the scriptural thing, you know, things changed for me. And, you know, I, I seen how to to walk that walk with that creator. And I could see how to deal with my parents and how to approach them and how to, you know, have that relationship with my family and people. And that, I mean, it, it's all there. It's just how we view it. Some kids are afraid of everything and everybody. I mean, I mean, there's all different types, but we're here, put here to overcome all those things and to stand up and realize who we are, what we are, and why we're here. You know, we are that, we are that creator, having an experience, but yet we, because we are in this fleshly body and things like that, in this three-dimensional aspect, we can see that invisible creator's, how can I put it, thoughts and dreams being manifest. And we're part of that dream or that manifestation that he's having. We're living it. We're walking in it. We're doing it. We're part of it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yes. But it, but it isn't that. That creator is, it's a, it's a, a spiritual energy consciousness, you could say. It's everything, 
just like we are. It's in the trees. It's in the rocks. It's in us. It's everywhere. There's nothing that doesn't have the creator in it. It just takes a different form. Right. Now realize your potential and move beyond that. Instead of just sometimes, see, this is what I think is, is an issue. Instead of just sitting back and relaxing in this bliss of being, you know, living out the existence of the most high and being the ears and the eyes of God. I mean, we can literally create and be original with our free will. And in this way, bring up, I mean, this, this type of thinking is going to propel humanity to a new height. Yes. Thank you, Donaldson. Yes. That's the difference between uh, um, reading the book day in and day out, day in and day out, and closing the book and stepping from the mouth of God and getting on with it. It is the difference between being a creator and living under somebody else's dreams. That's exactly right, Donaldson. Thank you for that. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Well, two questions. I heard you talking about the names, I believe. But before that, you're talking about fear of God. Am I correct? Something about we shouldn't fear God? Yeah, you don't have to fear God. Okay, do you do, let me ask you this. Do you believe in the Holy Bible, the scriptures? I believe, I believe that there's truth in those scriptures, yes. Great. You mind if I read Psalms 112? I won't read the whole thing. Just oh, well, I know what you're going to say, the fear of the Lord is this and that. I understand what you're saying, but the fear don't mean fear like be afraid of God. It means to have Never. respect and reverence. Respect I'm reverence. just going to read what the scriptures say. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to, you know, if you don't mind. It say, okay? Thank you, DT. Thank you, DT. Please read. It say, praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord that delighted greatly in his commandments. Okay? I'm just only okay. saying what that says. Okay. okay. And a second. Sure, that's anything you wish. No, I understand, but you say praise ye the Lord. The Lord is a, a title of nobility. And if you if you do study, which I hope you do, you need I to do. check that out. It means, it, well, I'm talking about look up what Lord means. It means a title of nobility like the king or queen will give you. That word where it says Lord. Well, that's a, yes. It well, can let, mean, me, that's let me finish what yes. I'm saying. Where it says yes. Lord there is actually, they took it out. It's Y-H-V-H, Yahvah. That is the name of the, the creator, the one that you hear a lot of Jews say that's so holy and so sacred there, they won't even utter the name. It's Y-H-V-H, which is yod Hey vav Hey. Okay. Okay. And they put Lord there because they don't want you to know the true aspect of that meaning. So they put Lord there, which means a title of nobility that like a king or queen would have. It's, de- it's basically demoting the creator. And, uh, and you can take it any way you want to, but if you don't believe me, just check it out for yourself. I'm not here to judge nobody, but I know, I believe me, I, I do my study, I, I constantly do it, day in and day out, seven days a week, 365 days a year, because believe me, the most important thing to me is my walk with that divine creator. Let, okay? me, let me ask you a quick question. Let me ask you a quick question, if you don't mind me. 
in a oh, that's your math uh, that's not here's the, the question is. here's the question uh do you uh can you say you walk with the creator that wasn't my direct well, question why, why, are you, why are you trying to nitpick you know what we mean it's not a literal walk with him the creator is everywhere present at the same time as well as you are Everybody thinks that this body is just them. They're they're sadly mistaken. So are you? Did you say the creator is separate from you? Or no? Not? No. No, he's okay, not. not we are the creator. <laughs> well, I mean, well, you okay. can, ma'am. You can laugh if you want to, or whoever you are. But uh, I mean, just check it out. You're just speaking we, a lot of words, but you have no knowledge. I'm just leaving it at that because that's not what the Bible. That's all I'm saying. It's not what I made up, what I think, and, you know, it's just what it says. Now, you can perceive it to be whatever you wish. It says the literal literal words I lost my train of, of the law kill us. The what? No, I was telling him that I lost my train of thought. I didn't mean to go. Oh. I asked the wrong question. I'm Normally, I'm better with asking my questions. I wanted to apologize. and You say that you study the Word, ma'am, or whoever you are? Doesn't, I do. Didn't, didn't the Creator say that His Word, He don't want it, want it written on tablets of stone or in a paper form? He wants it to be written in the tablets of your heart where it becomes alive, where you right. can so use why it. So why do you read the Bible? And you can why walk do you read the Bible and believe it? I'm just asking a question. I don't just read the Bible. There's many different uh, places so that I'm I've just saying, I'm, I'm just saying that book, I'm just saying, why do you read that particular book and believe it? Why? Since you said that it should be written not on paper. Well, I don't read, I haven't, I don't read it all the time anymore because in the, King James, the, in the, in the King James Version, in the King James Version of the Bible that people's reading, which is the 1611, Okay, there's over 3,500 mistranslations in there. If you don't believe me, you can find it out and you can check for yourself. And I bet you don't even know who. I bet you don't even know who put the Bible together. That's true, DT. You know what? You can't even prove a grammar claim on that stuff. Uh, DT Aquila. Why you believe? Why you believe and why do you follow? What I'm trying to say is you don't believe. King James. King James, King James what? back in 1611, the King James Version of the Bible, okay. all right? There was a, the, the guy that right put to that together it. were Sir Francis Bacon and had 70 different scholars from the Catholic Church, okay? You might know Sir Francis Bacon by another name. His name was William Shakespeare. If you don't believe me, check that out. Okay. And I know uh, that you said... The name, what is the name? If you read Philippians 2nd chapter, I'm going to read the text first, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of yeah, things in right. heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. <laughs> So Jesus, Jesus that is so ambiguous. Yeah, that is ambiguous. Well, I want to explain about? something to you. Uh, you go, it's your mouth speaking. Your mouth speaking. Your soul okay. speaking. I'm just saying I'm what's read here. The Catholic Church. I'm just reading what's here. 
Well, I understand you mean what's there. I know it says you know, that in there. Because if you back up what you're saying, then prove it in the word. Go ahead. DT, you, you, don't say, you don't need all the qualifiers. You don't need all the qualifiers. You don't need to qualify well, everything you say. Said, Make your statement. You know, I know it's your show. No Stop disrespect it. to you. It's just that it's just you know when someone say something no, about it, say whatever. You don't know what you're talking about. That's the point. Anyways. What I'm saying is you know, you know it's no argument. I'm just I just read what the scripture says. I'm not gonna well, take anybody else. You can you can say what the scripture says all day long. I know I what it's read. Well, I, I have to say. I, ma'am, so I used to be a, Okay, I, let me ask you. It's a scripture. At one time, you, at one time I was an apostolic He's arguing over the logo. So, so hold on. All I'm asking, one question, then, you know, is the scripture a lie, what I just read? There are lies in the scripture. Yes, there are. I'm, no, I'm saying what I just it, read. Is it depends on your interpretation of it. It depends on your no, interpretation. I'm not yes, it does. You. That's the problem. I, I don't care. You You're on the call. I'm re- I respect this. I respect this call. What this call she is busy. What she is saying, sir, it's like this. All I'm asking is, do you believe? Listen, I just read something. You know what? If, if she's just going to stick to the, you know, it says Why don't you mute her and she's just going to talk and not listen? It says the wise man changes his mind often, but a fool never does. Okay, and if we're going to just stick to that word, let's die and I be multiple. Come on. That's all I'm asking. Truth. Mm. And the truth is not an opinion. Because you're saying there's lies in the Bible. It's beyond opinion. Something else was written. I don't know that's the truth, so I'm asking you to show yourself approved. A workman rightly dividing the word. Y'all are opinions. You said there was another Bible written. That's not the only one. Yeah. But I just read yes. it. Yes. yes, there is. There's another one. No, that, I'm that, asking for persons. What I just read is that a lot. Well, I want to tell you something. Check out the Colburn Bible. You, you, know, what the Colburn, you, you know what the Colburn That's Bible fine. is? That's it, comes, it comes from the Ur of the Chaldee. You know where the Ur of the Chaldee is? I didn't ask you that. What I just read is a it's lie. A, it's in a special trust. It, it has I not think it's a lie. I'll tell you, it's, it's a lie. Opinion. No, this man said he needs to stand it for himself. If he tells us a lie, then we're done here. There's nothing else for me to say about it. I'm just asking that's, what I just read. Is that a lie? Why are you testing his credibility? You don't have the right to do that. He's putting out I'm one message. No, sir, sir. I just read the scripture in the Bible. I'm asking is that a lie? Well, he said there's another book. Oh, you're saying, yes. I think you're being a little bit well, abusive, yo. You're being abusive. You can say whatever you wish. You know, I wish her well. I wish her well, or, or him, or whoever What's it your is. Name, sir? But I want to tell you name? one thing. And if she, name, if she needs to hear this here, because, What's your name, sir? because the scripture says God is not mine. Listen, Nicola. And she needs to listen to this. What's your name, sir? Don't worry about my name. No, I'm the moderator of this call. This is my call. What I'm trying to say is that you need to listen to this. Listen you to know, you, you can think that I'm lying all you want to, okay? I didn't say you lie. And, and let, now me what, listen, let me finish what I'm saying. Believe me, I study yeah, more ahead. than you know. 
Well, all I'm saying is you need to check out what I'm saying before you judge people because I'm here to tell you what the judgment that you're judging me, I'm here to tell you, and God is not mocked, that you better take heed that if, if you don't stop and really check out before you say things like that, I'm telling you, God is not mocked. What did, okay, tell me what did I say wrong. What did I I just asked you a person. I read something, and I'm asking you, is that a lie? Because you said there are lies. So I'm asking you, is that particular scripture I just read, is that a lie? That's all I asked. I didn't hear the scripture you just read. I just read it. You want me to read it again? That's what you said? I believe it was a lie. I'm asking him. It's his show. What I just read, is that a lie? What, what, What scripture? I read Philippians. The tenth chapter. Oh, about where it talks about Paul. the Lord. That's We're a letter from Paul. Oh, sorry, what you asked? Right. Jonathan, I yeah, can't hear you speaking. I, 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 he asked me a question, I, and you keep speaking. I know. I'm trying to let him know what you're no, reading. No, let me it's hear based. what the man says, Jonathan. That's all I'm asking. I said, you, you will hear. Which we have you? ears. Let, let those who have ears hear. Let those who have ears hear. The tenth verse. So, Chris, that's what you asked what, me. Letter, letter, what scripture are you talking about? Okay, it was Philippians, second chapter, the 10th verse. That at okay, the name yeah. of Jesus, every knee should bow. Or and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Let me finish. Okay, I'm reading. <laughs> you act I'm like reading. you don't know it. No, I know that the scripture. the name of Jesus. I know you do. I know you do. Every knee should bow. She's being condescending. <laughs> And things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ, that Christ, Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God and Father. Now, what I just read, I ask you, is that a lie? Because you said they put lies in this Bible. I'm asking you, is that a lie? When I just read? parts of it, parts of because it. When is. I read the other scripture, you said Lord means something else. I said, fine. Now I'm reading this. Now, okay. The Jesus part, the, what you're calling Jesus, okay, I don't agree with. Okay, because it, it, Jesus means Zeus, okay? The interpretation of the name Jesus Christ means Zeus, Zeus Jupiter, Peter Victorious, Saul Invictus, the Invincible Son, S-U-N, not S-O-N. <laughs> And if you don't believe me, look at let, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. If you don't believe me, look that up yourself, and you'll see that it's there, that that's the, that's the name of, uh, I know it says it in there, but the Catholic Church rewrote the, the, the parchments, okay? The Bible wasn't always a Bible like people think. They took the parchments and the, the scrolls and stuff and put them together into a, a book form. That's why they call it the Holy Book, the Holy Bible. And that okay. didn't come along. To, let, but let me finish what I'm saying. The 1611 King James Version that most people are using today was written by Francis Bacon and 70 different scholars in the Catholic Church. And you know that how? I know that, and if you get on the internet, you'll find that out too, because people's put it up there. Okay, okay, cool. And I'm talking about Shakespeare writing the Bible. I'm talking about history, true yeah, history, not what 
Not what they I'm changed to make you believe. It's true, so DT. I, I heard it okay. too. Listen, Donathan, he's talking to me. Why are you interrupting? That's not cool. Do you, do, you, do, you you speak, do you speak in tongues? I have. Oh, I do too. I speak in tongues. You do? I speak yes, I do. I yes, speak I do. Yes, I do speak in tongues. tongues. Um, as the, as the Spirit gives, uh, gives the utterance, not now, what you learn in some church and they tell you to say, do di da da That ain't speaking in tongues. Oh, the way no, I got I the Holy Ghost was at home. And believe me, when you see oh, the power okay, of Let me ask you this. You say what? you have the Holy Ghost, right? Is that what you just said? Yes? Yes. The Holy Ghost. And yes. if you look at that okay, word Holy okay, Ghost, okay. you're going to see it. It means the right mind. That's what Holy Ghost means, the right mind of the Creator within you. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm telling you a gospel truth. I, I hear what you're saying, but I, 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 I'll just read what the Scriptures say. I know what it oh, says. So am I, man. I'm, I'm telling you. God is not mocked, and I'm not saying, I'm just I'm telling just read, I'll just read what the Bible says, okay? I'm just telling you what it says about the Holy Ghost, what it says, and what it is. You said every knee shall bow, right? It also says, and he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for how be it in the Spirit, he speaketh mystery. Of course. I, believe me, I know the scriptures, ma'am. I'm, I'm not trying to prove anything. I know anything, that to be true, what you just said. I know what it says because it's written. So what I'm saying to you is this. You say you believe what's in the scriptures like you're speaking and quoting some of the scriptures as you say now, but yet you say you don't believe in the Bible, whole Bible. So, ma'am, mistranslation. You know, it says, it says if if you're guilty of How one point, let me finish, ma'am. Let me finish. I am. It says if you're guilty of one point of the law, and the law mm-hmm. is the scriptures that everybody's going by, then you're guilty of the whole thing. Now, if there's mistranslations in there and there's things that are wrong, believe me, I'm not going to accept them because I don't so want to be guilty of the whole law. I want to well, so I'm just one point wrong. The whole thing is full, is it not? It's so that you were drinking the glass. No, of that's not true. No, you don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. No, 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 you're wrong. You don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Jesus Christ. No, I want to ask you a question. You, if you're drinking a glass of milk and you see a roach leg in that milk, would you still drink it? Yes, I would. But that's <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's no, uh, hey, do you can, you hey. Now, let me tell you something. You can bless it and it'll be okay. That's fine. You do as you wish. But I don't. if I see one, I don't need to see more that there's a whole roach at the bottom when I finish. If I see a leg, that's good enough for me. Well, I'm not going to mentally drink it. If it's in there, you're going to take it out. But all I'm saying is, you know, but you said oh, you were thinking, so that's fine. That's fine. Well, yeah, you, you're, just, you're just nitpicking things that don't I'm have nothing to do with I'm not anything. I'm on the I said, not, first of all, I said nothing of myself. How about sparing us I your defense and talk about the state? And you Let's talk about the state. Let's talk about the state. Let's talk about the state. Aquila, talk about the state. The state. The state. The state. Talk about the state. Talk about the state. Talk about the state. 
Well, we that has no purpose, it. you guys. And then you want to deny it. That's fine. That's up to you. You know, the only purpose for her being here is for God to experience life. That's it. No, you don't know, understand. All I'm simply saying, I'm talking to the You know I'm saying right? the truth to you guys. Well, brother, what it I, says, I don't know that. You know, it says a wise man or woman changes their mind often, but a fool never does. They stick to their thing. And you hear the, you hear a lot I of people. Think, I believe I'm going to say a lot of people in these churches say, you know, you know, that I believe in God as a creator. Not other yeah, people. Mm-hmm. That's trouble. They are in the way, and they won't get out of the way where other people can see. Well, either you're going to back up what you say, or they or just want attention. You know, it's like something so weird. So either you're going to call the Bible a lie, or you lie. Both can't be a lie. That's how it works, and it's not what well, I. Well, who are you to judge? Well, let me ask you this: Who are we to judge? I think that's God's it's, job. It's, it's written again. You ask me a question. Let me again, answer we should not be judging. Again, it said the just to judge. I can I can take you to the scripture. You want to read it? You read it for yourself. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. It doesn't I, be, say I told that. you I believe oh, it. No, it doesn't say, it doesn't that, say that. No, it does not. No. Well, you can get it. Yeah, but I'll prove you wrong. Okay. What, what play with me, a, dude. Okay, okay. Let's get the scripture in. Let's see. You, 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 you can read you it all you want. Don't waste your time. Don't listen to me. Listen to what the scripture says. Well, I want to ask her a question. I'm only going to say yeah. what's written, not my mouth. I want to say yeah, something. Yeah, and you're going to basically interpret some what, some crazy grammar. I'm not grammar. going to interpret nothing. I'm going to just read it as it is. <laughs> I'm not going to say one way or the other. I'll just read it as it is. I take nothing from it, nor do Let's, I ask. Hey, why don't you take another question? Go ahead. Sir. No, 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 no. That's the kid. Stop yeah. coming all over the place. Say what the, you said. It doesn't say that. No, That's I'm going to just say it, I'm going to mute her. Go for it, because you can't take the truth. No, you can't take the truth, because you're saying it. it. Because you can't take the she truth. It's, it. to say it. it's not my mouth, so go ahead and mute me if you will. Go for it. Okay. You there? Everyone sensible is here. No, all I'm saying is the thing uh, is you need to look at from 1519 to 1521 where it says in there, and this is a papal bull written by Pope Leo X, where he says, how well we know the fable, uh, the myth and fable of Christ has served us well. Now, that's a papal bull decree by the Catholic Church. That's from crazy. 15, it said that. From, from 1519 to 1521. Cool. And, if she, and if she says she studies and all she studies is the Bible, she's going to find out when she thinks she's going to go off to meet Jesus in the air somewhere She's going to be sadly mistaken when she don't find him there. And I'm not trying to be a, a horse sign in or nothing like that, because that is not what the scriptures are talking about. It's just like I was telling you. Well, they'll take the 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 seven uh, you know seals and revelations. You know that no one can open them but the Lamb of God. Talking about Jesus. No, each and every one of us are 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 that lamb that the scriptures are talking about. Because it's our seven seven chakra systems within our body, which is the the energy 
uh, centers in our body. And when you raise it to the what they call the seventh chakra, which is the kundalini, where the the thousand leaf petal opens, that's when you it opens up and you see the true understanding of the Creator and what what He has to instill in you and show you. I mean, they they need to read more things than just the Bible. They need to study to show their self approved to where what and know what they're really saying. Not just listen to some preacher tell them that. I was a preacher one time when I when I was younger. I did that, but then, you know, I kept studying. I found out, hey, I'm not going to do that no more because I'm not going to lie to the people. You know, I, I will tell them what I can and what I found out, but it's up to them to go see if what I'm telling is true or not. I can't make them believe either way. But some people will will die believing a lie because they believe that that, that book is 100% flawless, and it's not. Man wrote it. That's why it even says in the Scripture, beware of the lying pen. And if you wear the lying pen of the lying pen, yes. Do you have a strong, uh, exhaustive concordance? If you don't, you ought to get one. It's of the Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic. It's got every verse from Genesis to Revelation in there, and it'll give you the meaning of that word and everything in there, what it really means. Mean that. It says, beware of the lying pen. In other words, people rewrite things and they tell it from a different perspective. It's just like like in the scriptures when, you know, when it says, ask and you shall receive. And people read that, oh, yeah, it says, ask and you should knock on the door, open, seek, and you'll find. Well, go to the book of Timothy, the lost book of Timothy that they found and, and it. And it tells you the true uh, things that was said. And the now you're saying basically, let me say something. You you just told me to go and look up something, and I did. Okay, I found it at markfoster.net. Okay, forward slash rn forward slash strongs underscore dictionary dot pdf, and it's yeah. a concise dictionary of the words in the in the Hebrew Bible, with their renderings in the authorized English version by James. Strong. Is that the book? Yeah, James Strong's. But yeah. what I'm saying, it's got the Greek, the it Hebrew, and Aramaic. It'll give yep. you the actual word meanings of what it's telling you. Not what these Whoa. preachers are telling you, not what these other people are telling you. I mean, you I mean, you got a mind, you can understand. I don't mean it in a bad way, but I'm just telling you. It, there's more there than meets the eye. People change things to sway people's belief so that the the very word religion means uh, if you look it up it comes from the karatarapoa it means to control and lead about the masses like people say what religion do you I'm no religion I'm a believer in the ever living that's what I am because I'm not controlled and led about by nobody You know, I believe in the ever-living, and he'd leave God me in all truth. 
And, you know, that's why we have the calls where we can come here to understand each other and Reverend Kenneth Jenkins says, here we go with the lost books. I actually found the book. I'm going to put it in the chat room so everyone can have it. No, I understand, but a lot of these here so-called reverends, and I ain't reverend because I ain't one to be worshipped, and that's what reverend means. There's only one to be worshipped, and that's the creator. And I don't ask anybody for money in the church. If anything, I when I was when I was a uh, apostolic preacher or Pentecostal preacher, whatever you want to call it, I gave to the people. I never took one dime from them. But I'm no longer that anymore. I'm just a believer in the ever-living. Because I'm not going to teach the lies of what these so-called gates of hell has been preaching all. They've been, and that's why they have all these mega churches nowadays. They're teaching people a lie. That Even the Messiah teacher said that. He said on the outside they're all clean and washing, but on the inside they're full of dead men's bones. They stand in the gate, which means the gate of truth, and will not go in, and they won't suffer anyone else to go in either. That's where the blind lead the blind, and they both fall in the ditch. Because that minister knows to study to show yourself approved, a workman rightly dividing the word. It's here a little, there a little, everywhere the word. It's not just in the Bible. It's in history. It's in everywhere. The Bible says a threefold cord is not easily broken. I can prove it by history. I can prove it by the word. I mean, it's there. Well, here's one one thing I was just going to say is this. You feel something. You feel the connection that you're talking about. Not only have you read about it, but there's an elemental part of yourself. It's an intrinsic feeling. You know what's right for you. And, um, no, 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 no. It, it, the scripture says God is no respecter of persons. Okay? His law is the same for everybody. There, There's no differences there. Now, they may, right. ask in a, they may ask in a certain way, and they may receive, and they may not receive. It all depends on how they ask. Are they asking said, God, please, said. please give it to me? If they're saying, well, God, please give it to me, I want it, they'll never get it. If they come from the perspective when, they, when, they're, when they're praying, and that word pray means to say. When you're saying to God, you have to come from the, the place of already having it. You have to, you say- when you approach God, you have to come from the place that you already have it and give him thanks that it is. Because everything that he's created from the beginning, now, and even in the future is already done. It's already done. It says he's rested. Well, that means that whatever he's done or was ever going to do, he's already done in the beginning. He ain't going to do something in the future. He would just, it will manifest when we put it forth. You know, it says most people pray, they pray amiss because they're not praying in the right way. You have to pray and come from the place of already having it and give thanks for it. It's just like when somebody hands you something, what do you usually say? Thank you. Or the 
Or you could say hallelujah. That means thank you too. Or praise Yahweh. Actually, you're giving thanks. What's interesting is you said God is no respecter of persons. And what I just went and did was write, I rewrote that incorrect sentence structure because it says, for the God is with the claim of the voidance with the lack of a respect for persons. The, The reason why you have to do that is because even the Bible was written in a fraudulent grammar. Words are magic. Yes, they are. What I'm saying, no respect to persons, I'm not esteeming a preacher above uh, a so-called person in the church or a janitor or anybody else, okay? Everybody's the same. We have to treat, treat everybody with common decency and respect as a, as a person or as a, as a being. I mean, you, you wouldn't hit yourself in the mouth, so why would you hit someone else in the mouth? You know what I mean? I'm just using that as a figure of speech. But Well, I poke myself in the mouth all the time, and it hurts. But Well, I mean, that's you, but I... I don't recommend I mean, it. But what I'm saying is that just kidding. we need to come from a place of love, truth, and understanding and get rid of all that hogwash that we've been taught all our life by all these here so-called ministers. You know, everybody says they have the truth. You got, you got Catholics, you got Pentecostals, you got Baptists, you got Lutheran, you got Methodists, and everybody says come to their church that they have the truth. They don't even have the church right. It's not a church. The The ancient text says the ecclesia. He never called it a church. The, the, the state and they called it the church. But the creator never called it. It's called the ecclesia. And if you look up the word ecclesia, it means the body electric. Because we are electromagnetic beings which we are light beings in a coat of skin. This this body is not us. It's just a temple to carry the real us around in. We are actual beings of light. And we are electromagnetic. I mean I mean it's it's there. I mean you know in the in the scriptures where it says that the Lord when I say the Lord, I'm talking about Yahweh. Lord is a mistranslation in the Bible. It means a, a title of nobility, like you would give to a king or a queen or a, or someone. But that they they put the word Lord in there to cover up the true meaning and the the name of the Creator. And I don't mean a name like George, Bob, or Fred. It it's, it means the characteristics of the God, Yod Hey. Vav Hey, or what we call Yava. I just found out that the the letter W was actually a vowel, but and it. Yeah, well, they're saying it's Jehovah and all this and that, but if you go back into into the 
Sumerian clay tablets, you're going to find out who Yah, Jehovah was and who uh, Yahweh was. One was called Enlil and the other one was called Inki Ie. Jehovah was the brother of Inki Ie and his name, they called him back then in the Sumerian clay tablets, he was known as Jehovah. And Inki Ie was called Yahweh. They were brothers. Now, people need to study history and study what what the ancient texts are really saying, not what, if they're going to put their trust in that preacher and that man, you know, the scriptures tells us not to do that. He says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. The me is you and me, each one of us individually. We can't have no gods before us because that God lives in us. And if we have a, if we're following something else, we're following another God. And I don't care what those other preachers say. I mean, I, I can back up what I'm saying here. Through history, through the scriptures and everything else. I mean, it's there. I want to know what, what it meant when they said it, when they said it way back when because it still means the same thing now as it did mean back then. But they're saying it means something else now, and it doesn't, because the Scripture says God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and I change not. And if they said he changed it, they're a liar. Bingo. And that's exactly why we need quantum grammar, because when you think about how the words in quantum grammar don't change, I'm talking about, you don't, if you use, think about how the state makes its laws. When they write their words down, they use the word for or, you know, or the, and they use it as an adjective instead of an article. So they're really changing the rules of grammar. Now, if, if, if it was, if I had a really strong, um, like conviction religiously, I made, and I knew quantum, I may choose to actually, you know, start something new. And, and, you know, basically, again, raise the bar for the people that are, that are you know, part of the community. And just everything would be localized, but the whole thing would be to make this religious claim of, of correct sentence structure because God doesn't change. And why do they, you know, for facts, just seek out the non-changing, everlasting life, which is, that is God. I understand, and that's what we're in endeavoring to do and i'm not saying we have all the answers we don't i mean everybody contributes on this call i mean they have except the ones that come in that dis, you know disrupting things which is not helpful to anybody but the thing is that you know we are, we're just sharing from our life experiences or what we've come to find out through our studies and things we're just sharing it with the people giving yeah them the chance and the ability to go check it out for themselves where they can see and choose for themselves. Because like I tell people, I don't want you to believe me because when you see it, you're going to believe it and you ain't going to care what anybody else thinks about it. You know what I'm saying? Because you would have seen it for yourself. And, uh, you know, I'm just 
tell them from my life experiences and what are the studies that I've come to find out, no, I'm just sharing. And when people like you and other people come on there and talk within reason, you know, we learn and can, you know, it's just come, let us come together and reason together. That way we, we can all learn and we can get it from many different aspects. It's like that creator's that diamond and all those little facets where the light flickers off of it, that's kind of like us letting our light shine and we're grabbing that knowledge and that understanding and wisdom. You know what I mean? But the whole is the creator in his brightness and glory. I mean, it's just a lot of things. We've been on here almost four hours. And I don't know know when they're going to cut us off. So if it goes off, I didn't do it. Uh, (laughs) Well, thanks for the call, you guys. And, yeah, I'm going to sign off. So this was very educational. And and it it serves, I think, a great purpose for us to share our information. Uh, And just remember one thing, though, from from Donaldson's, you know, to you, that uh, your purpose was served. Since the moment you were born, ever since you came into, you know, being conceived, you, you know, your your purpose was fulfilled because you have been, you know, living as an experience of God. God is working through you. The Most High is working through you. So there is, you don't have to worry about purpose too much, and that should relieve a lot of tension if that's something you're dealing no, with. No, well, believe me, I've been at this a long time. I'm almost, I'm almost 60 years old. Okay. And I've been studying a long time. And I, like I said, I, I don't know where everything, I'm still learning every day. But, I mean, by the things that's happened in my life and the walks that I've had and the healings that that the Creator's done, you know, for my family and not only that, for other people. I mean, I've seen the dead raised in my lifetime. I mean, I, believe me, there's a reason that I'm taught, believe in the Creator. I mean, I... Sometimes I get overzealous because I'm, I'm just telling you, it's, it's a, such a wonderful walk and a wonderful thing to be, to know and to understand what I know and what the Creator's showing me and done for me. And He'll do it for anybody and everybody if they will allow Him to. And I mean, there's just the so host. many great, great things. You're the host of Divine Mind Group? Yes, I started this uh, oh, about almost ten years ago. Cool. We've been going at it. We've been going at it. Well, we've got almost four hundred calls on there, and some of them are average from four hours, almost up to five, almost. And we're at right at three hundred and sixty-seven. Did you see the link I put in your chat? Oh, I think uh, we lost the call. Let's see. No, I put the link in the chat basically for the uh, book that you talked about, the dictionary. Okay, I'm, I'm looking. Where? How far up? Oh, it's up a ways, but I can put it back in there because I just had it copy. There. I'm trying. Don, oh, divine mind. Thanks, divine mind. Oh, okay, I see. I am conscious in the chat room. I'm conscious of the mic. I'm conscious of the grammar. I'm conscious of the divine mind community call and its purpose.
was 19. Was that you? I don't know who. I'm no guest in the chat. I'm quantum. Let's see if we got Law Fan open. The only one unmuted is Law Fan besides me. Okay. So, Law Fan, tell us something. Yeah, Law Fan, you need to quit writing certain things like that. That's not what this call is really about. I mean, I'd appreciate it if you went and write curse words and stuff in there. That's that's not proper. There's a, l- a lot of other people coming in there, and that may offend them. You know, I don't mean in, but be respectful, please. But, uh, you know, like I said, we've been on here right at uh, uh, almost five hours now. And uh, that's a bit much for anybody to have to listen to. So with that, you know, I appreciate you coming on and uh, Michael Joseph and all the rest coming in there. You know, uh, that's what this call is all about, for us to come to reason together and learn and grow together. And I'm not saying my opinion is the only opinion. I'm not. I learn from you and everybody else. But the thing is, I mean, we can do it in a respectful way, in a right way, without talking over each and everybody. And, you know, that way everybody can benefit from the call. And, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. I don't know who. Thank you for that. Yeah. I don't know who 19 is. Shut up, Jim. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> that don't bother me. But all I know is that what you speak out about others comes back on you. So <laughs> just watch what you say. That's all I can tell you. But you have a great night. And everybody, you know, may Yahweh bless you, keep you in perfect divine health, and may all your dreams come true that are good, good, and very good. Shalom, prosper, and be in perfect divine health. I'm going to end the call. Good night, everyone. Good night, sir. Good night. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.